Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe, and I am back at it, back at it, back at it. Okay. I'm back at it again, man. You know, here we are talking about the Jets. Once again, we got a lot to discuss. The New York Jets are searching for their next offensive coordinator. A lot of names, a lot of names being thrown into the hat, a lot of people discussing uh, who should become the Jets' offensive coordinator. We're going to be talking about that tonight. They've interviewed some guys. They're inquiring about others as well. We're going to cover that too. Also, Jets' quarterback situation, a lot of questions on that, right? Should the Jets be all in on Lamar Jackson? All right. Or maybe it's Carr, you know? Or maybe it's Garoppolo. Maybe you want Aaron Rodgers. Call in 515-602-9639 and share your take on that. We're going to be discussing it all, okay? Also, there's some, you know, things that need to be talked about as well in the Jets roster. A lot of people are saying, hey, we need to restructure old C.J. Mosley. A lot of money. We'll be discussing all of that. Listen, let me go ahead and get into the show, Okay. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with you folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. Listen, your boy is on iTunes as well, all right? Go on over to iTunes, okay? Go on over to iTunes. Type in the Long Beach Joe Show, okay? Follow the show, subscribe to the show on there, and leave me a five-star rating, okay? Leave me a five-star rating. Let me know what you folks think. I really enjoy hearing from you people, all right? really enjoy everyone that does leave me a rating, and I want to, again, thank everybody that leaves me their thoughts and feedbacks on what I'm doing here, all right? Your boy's also on YouTube as well. Come on over to YouTube, all right? A lot of people say, hey, Joe. You look good, man. You know, we, we like your voice. We like your takes, but we didn't know you were such a, a smooth individual. And I'm not cocky, all right? I'm not arrogant. That's not me. You know, I'm just a, a, a calm, quiet guy that just works with what I got. But, you know, when you got so many people saying, hey, Joe, you're looking good, man. We like how, you're, we like how smooth you are. You know what I'm saying? You keep a good edge up. You're looking good out here. I say thanks. You know, salute and respect to all the ladies that watch me. Salute and respect to you all, all right? Come on over on YouTube if you want to watch the show live, okay? Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Type that in your search bar. Come on over to the page. Hit that subscribe button, okay? And then when you subscribe, hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. You have a lot of fun. Salutes to all the savages as well out there. Love going back and forth with everyone as well as there too. I'm also on social media, too. You can follow me at the Long Beach Joe, at the Long Beach Joe on Twitter. All right? Go ahead and follow. I'll follow you right back, and let's go. Let's have a lot of fun. So with all that said and put to the side, we've got a, quite a bit to discuss. We've got callers. We'll get to you guys in just a second. I want to cover the New York Jets' offensive, search, offensive coordinator search so far, okay? Now, there's a lot of names that's going to come out, you know, again, at this time, 
the show is live, so of course there's more guys that are being spoken about and, you know, uh, kind of their names are thrown into the hat as well for the New York Jets offensive coordinator position. Again, as we heard from Sella, they're going to cast a wide net for offensive coordinator, uh, you know, to fill the offensive coordinator position. So the Jets have brought in and interviewed Kevin Patulo. Uh, for those of you that do not know, Kevin Patulo is currently the Eagles passing game coordinator. Now, keep in mind, he was the New York Jets quarterback coach 2015-2016, and he was a part of the staff, okay, that set offensive records with Ryan Fitzpatrick, all right? That's when, uh, you know, we had Fitz, Marshall, Decker, and we was going off that year. <laughs> you know, we didn't, didn't go nowhere, but we went off offensively. We set a lot of franchise records. For y'all that don't know, Ryan Fitzpatrick holds a lot of offensive franchise records for the Jets statistically. And statistically, that offense that he was at the helm of, all right, with, with Decker and Marshall and all the guys we had, right, that is statistically the best offense the New York Jets have ever had, statistically. You can look it up. Then in 2018, Patulo became the Colts wide receiver coach. He held that position for two seasons. 2020, he moved to the passing game specialist there, with the Colts, and then 2021, the Eagles, hire, the Eagles hired Patulo. Now, the Eagles' passing game went from 29th in DVOA to 14th, and then it hopped from 14th to 9th. So that was an improvement, right? So you have a guy that has a history in being able to coach a quarterback, and he's a quarterback's coach here, and, uh, you know, he's a passing game coordinator. We've seen that offense kind of take a step up while he was a part of that staff. Now, the play-calling stuff is a big question for me because as we continue to go forward, right, we talk about what I want in the offensive coordinator. We'll be discussing with you folks tonight as well. Again, 515-602-969. I, I want a bit more of a veteran. I'm being completely honest with you. But when we talk about the New York Jets plan, right, offensively, a big part of that plan going forward is Zach Wilson. They want somebody to be able to come in and help this guy. So that's a big part of the plan, too. So Patulo being able to, you know, get in that quarterback's coach mode, which he's done before, and now he's going to step up and be an offensive coordinator. He may be able to put some things together, again, to have to help this young quarterback out here with the Jets, and then we'll see again what we're going to do as we attack uh, the quarterback position in the offseason as well as the Jets staff has spoken about. Now one guy I'm a little, you know, I want to see, I'm a little confused why the Jets haven't necessarily grabbed him up yet, is Brian Johnson. Now, Brian Johnson is with the Eagles. As we all know, you know, he's the quarterback's coach there. And I wonder where we're bringing him in, all right? He helped Hurts after, after 2021. And mind you, Hurts, originally, that was a rookie year for Hurts, and that was a rookie year that left a lot of people with questions about him. And Brian Johnson was able to help Hurts, and look at where he is now. And I remember a lot of people screaming that Hurts was going to be a bust and he was trash. All right, <laughs> I'm telling you. So, you know, that's a guy I'm looking forward to. Nick Casey is also a guy as well that the New York Jets are interested in. Nick Cayley has eight seasons with Bilicek. You know, he's the Patriots uh, tight ends coach. Uh, he was an offensive assistant for two years and then a tight ends coach for six seasons. He also coached the fullbacks as well from 2020-2021. He also has Super Bowl experience. But he's another guy I'm wondering, hey, where's the play calling experience, you know? We're going to be talking about that tonight as well. Then you also got Marcus Brady as well. He interviewed with the Jets on Sunday. Marcus Brady is currently the Eagles' offensive consultant, 
All right. 2021, 2022, though, he was the Colts offensive coordinator. Keep on keep in mind, Frank Reich did fire him on November 1st, though. Their record was like three, four and one. I think they had a tie. Even though the, the Colts tried to change QBs to get the, 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 the uh, offense sparked, Matt Ryan, and they went from Matt Ryan to Sam Engler, the offense just couldn't get it done. Nothing was there. Frank Wright was also calling the offensive plays there, so that has a lot of people wondering about Brady's ability to call plays or can he actually run the show. Uh, but he was also the quarterback's coach there as well, uh, 2019 to 2020, and became the offensive coordinator when Nick Cerrone left for the Eagles. Another name that's flying around as well for the New York Jets, Daryl Bevel. Daryl Bevel's a guy a lot of people talking about. All right? We've heard his name before. That boy was the Seahawks. We all know. Okay? He's the Dolphins QB coach currently at this point. Uh, he coached with Sully in Seattle as well. So there's a lot of discussion surrounding that. A lot of people always wonder, hey, why does Sully always have to hire his, his, you know, his guys? Why does Sully, you know, there's a lot of people saying that. Why does Sully always want to hire his friends? Well, this is a guy that, you know, also has a quality resume as an offensive coordinator. Keep in mind, he's, he's been an offensive coordinator for the Vikings, the Lions, the Seahawks, and the Jags. He's coached some quality quarterbacks in this league as well. Brett Favre, Russell Wilson. You know, Matt Stafford, Trevor Lawrence. Now, keep in mind, we all watched that year with Trevor Lawrence. It was a bit up and down, but he still coached him, right? And Bevel, when you look at his offense, when you look at his output for his offenses, it's pretty much league average. He's pretty an average uh, offensive coordinator when you look at his stats statistically over history. So there's other candidates as well that people are talking about Joe Brady with the bills. People are discussing him for the Jets offensive coordinator position. Some people think that that would be a train wreck, but we're going to discuss that as well tonight. You also got Pep Hamilton out there as well. A lot of people talking about him currently uh, with the Texans. Don't forget Pep Hamilton used to be here too. He coached under Herm Edwards, 2003 to 2005. You know, so, there's a lot of options out there for the New York Jets, but clearly you can see that there's a lot of guys within the search that have quarterback coach experience, right? So we're going to be discussing that. We're also going to be discussing Lamar Jackson. Look, I've had discussions with fans left and right, and I want to hear from y'all. I'm just listening tonight, okay? There's a lot of Jets fans that I've talked to for some reason that don't want to have anything to do with trading for Lamar Jackson. I'm talking zero. I'm talking zero, zero, zero. They don't want to have nothing to do with it, okay? So we're going to discuss that. So we're going to get to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is number. Call in, all right? Keep it matter wherever you're watching me from. Please give the stream a thumbs up. Share the stream with your friends and your family. Also, subscribe if you haven't subscribed. Also, for new callers, I'm sure my old veteran callers know this. Listen, when you call in, all right, make sure your phone's good to go. If I don't know you by name, I will call out your area code. Please know what your area code is, all right? If you don't know what your area code is, there's nothing I could do. Also, make sure your background is clear of noise, all right? If you sound like you're in a muffler of an old Seville, I can't hear you. I need to be able to hear you, all right? And also, when you call in, there's no cursing on my show, okay? It's a family show. You curse on my show a lot, I'll get you out of here fast. I'm talking fast. Faster than we got Mike LaFleur out of here. Find somebody to get in here and figure out what to do in the red zone. You know what I'm saying? Was that too soon? (laughs) 
Was that too soon? Y'all let me know if it was too soon. We're going to get to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is number. Call in. I'm taking all callers. Everybody be patient. Believe me, we will get to everybody. So first caller I'm going to, I'm going to Brandon, man. I'm going to my guy, Brandon. He's up. He's in early. Salutes to you, Brandon. I want to thank you for calling in tonight, my friend. It's always good to hear from you. Listen, Brandon, there's a lot of talk about the Jets offensive coordinator position. They're moving around, searching. A lot of guys coming in and coming out. What are your thoughts about their search so far? And is there a guy that you're looking to see them bring in that they haven't brought in yet? Yeah. Hey, thank you for having me on. Um, need to get it right. Right. You know, there's all like a bunch of talk how like it's not Robert uh, Robert Sala and Joe Douglas, you know it's not they don't have like a playoff mandate. I think I think that's I think that's full of crap. Uh, to be honest, you know, um, but you know somebody somebody who who can coach at at that at that position, um, you know. Someone who can, uh, who can help Zach Wilson grow because Mike mm-hmm. Mike LaFour couldn't do it. Mike LaFour yeah. was a rookie. Um, so was Zach Wilson, and it didn't. Yeah, it wasn't the right fit. So you know, mm-hmm. I I've heard stories where um, in my interview with the Georgia offensive uh, coordinator. The Todd Munkin, um, we don't yes, know if that's there's true. a lot of people talk about uh, talking about Munkin as well. Go ahead. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, they they just I, I want somebody who can, you know, focus on the off. I mean, we have good playmakers, right? We have mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson, Bruce Bruce Hall. Um, you know, they have, we have playmakers. You know, we, we need somebody yeah. who can coach and coach the right way but no yeah they, and, they and need listen, to get you're, you're, yeah i mean you're speaking absolute facts you know you look at the situation you definitely want to make sure you get a quality coaching here because again this is a, a vital step you talked about it as well about the jets playoff aspirations uh, we heard woody johnson come out and say that there is no playoff mandate next year for joe douglas or robert sulla but like you said as well and i, and I talked about it last week on the show i don't think woody's necessarily telling the truth we've seen him Say things and not necessarily follow, right? Follow that up with uh, with, with some factual stuff. So I think if Sulla and them don't get it done next year, their job could be on the line. And that's going to be my next question to you: is how hard will it be to attract an offensive coordinator here, a quality offensive coordinator, with so much on the line, and also being saddled with having to having the job of fixing Zach Wilson? Wouldn't won't that be big? on the mind of an offensive coordinator with all those questions up in the air, you got to worry about job security. Then you got to worry about fixing Zach Wilson. Could that absolutely make the Jets job offensive or the offensive coordinator unattractive? I mean, right now it's not attractive. Uh, um, you know, as we can see it with the play, there's no playoff mandate, but it could be very so where, where it's a one year and, and it's done and there's a new, there's a new regime coming in. Um, so it's yeah. not really attractive. It's not it's not an attractive job as right now, um, mm-hmm. you know. Unless you you get somebody who can come in and and they have won playoff games, they have won in the Super Bowl, but who can really coach? But it's not it's not an attractive job. You know, it really is. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a little worried myself as well as the tracking quality names. There's been a lot of names and a lot of, a lot of people talked about as well, and we'll see what happens going forward. But I want to move on with you, and I want to talk about the Jets quarterback position. We just discussed Zach Wilson just a little bit, but there's some names out there in free agency or names that could, we could trade for as well this upcoming offseason. And we've heard from Woody Johnson that he wants to spin big on the QB position if necessary. We also heard Sulla talk about attacking the quarterback position. So in your mind, should the New York Jets be all in for Lamar Jackson? Uh, Lamar Jackson. Well, he, come he, on now. Don't run from it. Don't run now. Don't run. Come on. Let's go. Give me. Should they be all in? Come on, Brandon. Yes and no. He's he's injury oh. prone. He's gotten he, he's gotten hurt. He's a good quarterback. Um, especially with you know we have a lot of talent. On, we have a lot of talent on the offense. I would I would push from Lamar. But if there's other options out there, I would push for them too and and see what, whoa, whoa, what whoa, we whoa, can whoa. get. Hold on, hold on, don't nope, don't duck it. Now you're saying you're going to push for Lamar. We're going to stick there, okay? You're pushing for Lamar. If you're the Jets general manager, what is the most that you're willing to give up in a deal for the Ravens to get Lamar Jackson? Um, second, second third round pick. A second and third round pick, you think that's going to kill Lamar Jackson? One second and one third round pick, that's it, Brandon? Uh, maybe. No, oh, he said maybe. Know. Wow. <laughs> Brandon, that is not going to get Lamar Jackson, man. Not at all. You're probably going to have to, if that's your idea of a package, putting the package together to get Lamar you're going to lose out, my friend. So I'm thinking if, if you're not willing to do that, you're probably going to go Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Yeah, I mean, the reason for Jimmy Garoppolo, it makes sense. You know, Bob Seller, he knows the scheme. Um, he's He's been there with, with Jimmy Garoppolo. So I think I think that's also a good fit. But, again, he gets hurt. Jimmy Garoppolo Jimmy Garoppolo has a history of injuries But Carr is a guy that's, that's, that's stable But even when you look at the situation When you talk about giving up capital And there's a lot of people that have had that discussion and We're going to get back to these lines in just a second Listen, Lamar Jackson Is unbelievably talented The type of dynamic ability That he has Not just with his arm but also with his legs as well We've seen that He's, he's chopped us up using that if you have to pay to get that, I'm just playing devil's advocate. If you have to give up three first-rounders to get that, and that's what I think the Jets will do, or Jets will have to do to get that type of talent in here, I think you get it done. We're just a quarterback away, right? We all know that. The defense is top-notch. We need a guy that can come out here and make plays. And to this point, Zach Wilson has not shown you that he's that guy, right? He hasn't shown you that he's that guy. So if you can step up and get a franchise quarterback, which Lamar Jackson is, then you make that happen, Brandon. Give me your final thoughts on this. I'll give you the last word. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. I would, you know, would I want Derek Carr with, or Lamar Jackson? I'd rather have Lamar Jackson. Um, I mean, the question is, what are you going to do with Zach Wilson, though? Like, what, are you going to sign Lamar Jackson to a three-year deal or, and then have Zach Wilson Honestly? sit? Honestly, if you're getting Lamar Jackson in the building, 
then you're probably going to give him a five-year deal, probably $50 million per. Zach Wilson is going to be sitting. Unless you're having a quarterback competition, which I do not believe he's going to beat Lamar Jackson, I think if we bring Mike White back, he's not going to beat him out. I'm just being completely honest, and I'm a Zach guy. Everybody knows that. But he ain't Lamar Jackson, dog. He ain't Lamar Jackson. But i got to get to these callers, Brandon. I want to thank you for calling in. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you. All right, my friend? All right, sounds good. All right, you have a good one. Listen, we're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. I got, I'm, I'm telling you, when I talk to people, different Jets fans, there's a lot of people that – wouldn't believe me when I was saying, hey, there's a lot of Jets fans that don't want to have anything to do with Lamar Jackson. They're not willing to give up much capital. And if, you know, if we can't get them for, you heard Brandon say, second, third-round pick, that's it, they're willing to move forward. And I'm a little shocked, especially when you look at the type of talent that Lamar Jackson holds. But that's just me. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in next. I'm going to 213. 213, I'm coming directly to you. Everyone else, hold on. We've got a lot of callers. We'll get to everybody tonight. 213, salute. I want to thank you for calling in. You're calling in early. Give me your name, where you're from, and give me your thoughts about the New York Jets offensive coordinator search. Do you like some of the guys they've brought in so far, or is there guys that you want to see uh, them bring in that they haven't yet? Hey, Joe, this is Bill. I'm calling in from a different number. I normally call him from my Long Beach number. Oh, salute, Bill. How's it going, man? Salute. Good, good, good. Good, 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 man. So far, so good. How you doing? I've been all right. I've been all right. Listen, I'm battling going back and forth with a lot of people. What are your thoughts about the Jets' offensive co- uh, offensive coordinator search so far? Kevin Zatulo brought in for an interview. Marcus Brady brought in for an interview. What are your thoughts hmm. about the guys that they're interested in? A lot of people don't like Nick Cayley. How are you feeling? I'm just getting looking at some of these names I heard you mention so at the top of the of the show. So I've been cheating looking on the internet, and uh, yeah, a lot of these guys, you know, they they're not uh, with a lot of experience in the pro level. So if you talk about a Daryl Bevel, who's been around for a bit, and he was uh, a Brad Childress disciple, I uh, think behind the guy with some experience um, with the within the league and, and knows maybe the ins and outs. But a lot of these names they are coming in early. Hopefully, it's early. They'll take their time. They'll get a lot of the candidates in there. So hopefully. You know, if not, these aren't the guys who are going to be the final the, uh, the final selections. There'll be some more names tossed around and brought in. But right now, not incredibly excited about the names that you mentioned. Okay, okay. Look, and, and I know there's a lot of people that have said that as well, and I get it. Um, I, like I said, I'm a big Gary Kubiak guy. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's going to happen. He's been out of football for a bit, but again, we wow. the same, he runs the same scheme. He's like the father of the scheme, you know, along. He was one of the guys that helped build it. Frank Reich was the name that was thrown out there. But this is what I want to wow. ask you, Bill. We heard Sella also come out and talk about how they're not necessarily married to a scheme when they're looking for the next mm-hmm. offensive coordinator, right? He can have a completely different scheme. They're willing to go with that. How much of a hindrance do you think that that's going to be to the Jets' offense? Again, when you got new guys coming in or you got you know guys coming in and they have to learn a new scheme, wouldn't that kind of push the offensive you know, system back a bit? Wouldn't that, wouldn't that hurt us offensively if we do get a brand-new scheme? Because also, wouldn't you have to worry about guys fitting the new offensive coordinator scheme as well? Well, I think that's the problem if you have a coordinator who's not experienced and is stuck with one scheme versus a guy like a Kubiak, which I hadn't heard. That would be incredible to get him, who can, you know, he's mm-hmm. going to, you know, make his scheme fit the personnel. But to your point with the personnel, I think the bigger question is if you have, uh, if you're relying on Zach, 
um, you know, that's going to obviously that's going to be an issue. He's a young guy, hasn't had a lot of experience. He's been changing his offensive system about every yep. year since college. So I guess if you bring in a veteran, someone who's been around, who's going to be a little bit better at taking the lead at this sort of thing, it'll make it a lot easier for them to kind of integrate a new system because you'll have a veteran who's experienced potentially with multiple systems already who might have some uh, better insight to kind of help everyone get that installed. So that's sort of like we take a look at it. We knew that they're going to be looking elsewhere for quarterbacks, so obviously they're going to want a veteran presence in there to kind of help out in that role. So regardless of who they end up with as coordinator, you know, maybe they have experience with each other at some point, maybe not, but at the very least, if you have an older quarterback come in, he can help out with that uh, with that process with everyone else. I think that would help the process a lot. Yeah, and I'm also – and I'm just thinking like this, Bill, because I want to talk to you about the quarterback options as well for the New York Jets that could come up in free agency. But as we start to ponder about the offensive coordinator position, who actually is going to be hired, a list of names are, are swirling around – I'm starting to think that not only could the could the quarterback or could the coordinator situation kind of play out with Zach Wilson having to learn a new scheme that could hurt him and it's kind of counterproductive to his growth as well, mm-hmm. but also what if a quarterback that we're looking at doesn't like the offensive coordinator that we bring in? Don't you think that that mm-hmm. could be a struggle too? Say, say a guy like, you know, we bring in somebody, like say we bring in a bevel and we're looking to land Lamar Jackson. And we all know, I'm not saying he would do this, but we know players these days are very vocal. If they don't want to go somewhere, <laughs> right, if they don't like something that you got going on over there, right, they will make mm-hmm. it known that they don't want to go there. And also, let's say if it's Carr, right, let's look at it from that situation too. Let's say it's Derek Carr. Derek Carr has a no-trade clause. He can look at the situation and be like, yeah, I like Garrett Wilson, but I don't like that guy calling plays, right? right. I'm not going to go over there. I don't want to deal with Bevel. Could you see that possibly becoming a problem with the Jets attacking a quarterback situation in free agency? Yeah, no, I agree. I was wondering about that also myself. I was like, how is it going to work in terms of timing? You get a, uh, an offensive coordinator now. Like you said, maybe you have someone like Carr who's like, yeah, I'm not going to work with that guy, like you said. Or you get the yeah. quarterback first, and then you're going to give him a little bit more control, I think, than – you know, and he mm. controlled who you pick or how's that going to work? You know, we already have issues with control yeah. at the top in terms of who's calling what shots. Do they really want to complicate that? I think I have a lot of faith that Joe, you know, despite everything we see, Joe Douglas is he's in charge of Sala. Sala has given some latitude in terms of what the next decision is. Obviously, you know, as he said himself, ownership is going to take a look in and then, you know, they, they own the team. But going back to what you said, I, I can only imagine that if they're going to go and, and, and want to take a shot at some of these other QBs that are going to hit the free agency market or just we have to trade for, you, you're probably going to want to have someone that universally is going to be revered as a as someone who has that success or has known in the league and is respected. And, you know, maybe you don't want to go with a guy who's just coming out of, like, the college ranks and had two years in the pros as a coordinator, yep. thinking that you're going to, like yep. you said, you're going to lure over, uh, you know, the Lamar Jackson, whoever you want. So that's why I kind of lean mm-hmm. towards you. Like I said, I, I was surprised by Kubiak. That's a huge name. I have to look into that. But it's someone with some kind of experience that you could just say, hey, look, we have this guy who's proven in the league for you know X number of years, and that's not even the question. We want to bring you in as a quarterback to work with him. Maybe you know they, they, that's that's the pitch you use. But I don't know if you can yeah. bring in. You, know, you really this has to be well thought out because I don't think you can bring in any one of those guys with, like you said, an offensive coordinator, where you know they're going to be like kind of uh, what, what's the point. Yeah. No, I mean, you're, you're speaking facts. And, again, I'm not just thinking about it from a standpoint of a quarterback, right? We're bringing in also looking at our offenses, the guys we already have currently, some of the offensive players we right. have. And I'm saying, okay, if we're bringing in a completely different scheme, 
Uh, what is that going to do to the guys that we currently have on the roster? Because, again, when Seller first got here, remember we were having that issue. We didn't have guys right. that, were, <laughs> that could run his team, and there were changes that needed to be made. And I'm wondering, okay, if, if, if we're all hoping that playoffs are the next step, the, the offense has already been struggling, you bring in a brand-new scheme, then what's going to happen with some of the guys we have here? Are they going to adequately fit that scheme? And if they're not, then here we are again having to fix a lot of stuff, right? Whether it be offensive linemen that don't fit the scheme, wideouts that don't fit the scheme, you know, so on and so forth. But as we continue, you know, they talk about we're talking about. Go, go ahead, go ahead. Give me your thoughts. Yeah, yeah, no, they talk about fitting fitting the scheme. You know, specifically, everyone talks about the linemen for the running the the Shanahan system. But you look at the guys they had in. I mean, these guys are in other systems in the past, and it's just a matter of your coordinator just knowing who he has. And then just signing plays around those guys. So if you have a guy like LaFleur, the issue that I mentioned before with LaFleur is he just got too cute and fancy with everything. And it's like, why are you putting mm-hmm. extra pressure on your guys? If you have guys who can't do something, you shouldn't keep calling those plays where it's an issue. So that was a big problem with Zach. It's like you have to simplify for him. So if you're trying to get cute and have a lot of moving parts and it confuses him, you're not putting your guys in a, in a position to win. So I think if you got a coordinator in there and he's got to be on the same page as Sal, he's got to be on the same page with Joe, and he's got to be on the same page mm-hmm. with Woody, that's going to be a guy who's going to understand that, okay, this is what we have. We spend a lot of resources to get these guys. We have to make it work, you know. As much as people yeah. talk about Tomlinson and, you know, he hasn't performed like he did in San Francisco, he's there for another year. That's the contract. He's there. As much mm-hmm. as people are talking about Becton, Becton's going to be back. I mean, they're not going to probably trade that guy. I mean, it's like he's he's here. Let's let's use him. So we have these tools in place, and it's just going to be up to, like, we've been, you've been stressing this whole call. It's up to the right pick a coordinator. <laughs> and and, and, and yeah. he's just getting – Getting a guy who's like, okay, there's this guy who's, uh, you know, I'm looking at some of these names he's tossed out. You know, he's in college his whole life, and he's with the Patriots the last couple of years. I mean, is that really a guy you want? Another guy who's in, uh, a quarterback up in Canada is a coordinator in Canada. Okay, that's great and everything, but that's that really what we need right now for a team yeah. in a position to, to win over the next couple of years mm-hmm. if we get these two pieces right and we get healthy? Yeah, and another thing as well, bringing it my this is just, and again, I want to go back and forth. Listen, my, one of my other things about bringing in a veteran coordinator as well is also bringing in someone to help Sulla with the game management. Gary Kubiak, and I, again, I don't know if they're going to bring him in. Again, he's been out of football for a bit, but he's a guy. I'm, I'm going to quote you. I'm going to quote you that, 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 that Joe's confirmed that Kubiak to New York. I'm going to put that on Twitter right now. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. You, you, you get your Twitter, your Twitter gets smoked. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. They'll come after you left and right if something doesn't happen, all right? But I want somebody to also be able to come in and help sell it, too, because we've seen him struggle with game management and stuff like that before. Just another set of veteran eyes, I think, would help him. But, again, we'll see what the Jets do. Now, my next and final question for you, we're looking at this situation. This Jets quarterback position is going to get attacked. We all know that. I just had a caller on a second ago. Didn't want to have anything to do with Lamar Jackson. Do you uh-huh. think the Jets should be all in for Lamar Jackson? Do you value the dynamic playmaking ability that he would be able to bring here? And if so, what is the most you're willing to give up to, you know, fetch him from the Ravens? Okay, well, personally, yes, I think you go all in and you bring him in. I think that's the, when he came out of the draft and he got picked 32nd, you know, uh, Baltimore traded back in just to get him so he can get that extra year on the, on the rookie deal for the first rounders. You know, obviously everyone knew he kind of slipped for a number of reasons, and he's he's, you know, he's done nothing but show and prove that he's a top-tier quarterback in the league. The issue, a couple of things that I have is um, it's making me nervous 
that Baltimore is kind of dragging their feet because, you know, Joe came up in the Baltimore organization. So, you know, people over there. So I'm yep. thinking that he could probably hear some things that we don't hear. So, you know, either he's going to make a run for it, so we should be encouraging, okay, well, he must know some inside stuff. But if he kind of is dragging his feet, then he also may have heard some stuff that kind of indicates that maybe this isn't the move to make. I mean, not that Joe's been perfect all the time, but – I mean, just, just something in the back of my head, kind of, since he probably has some contacts in there, he would know a little bit about. But I think the bigger issue that I don't, why I don't think it's going to happen with Lamar is that he's going to want to be paid, you know, maybe not fully guaranteed, but he's going to want the, like a Watson kind of deal where he's going to get a big guarantee. He's going to want about as much as Woody. Yeah, as much as Woody keeps talking about, like, you know, he's going to open up the wallet. Yeah, he's not going to put the wallet. I think we all know he's not going to. He's not going to put the team on the <laughs> on the map to be the 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 one or two highest paid players in the league. We know that's not going to happen. I mean, we just know that. You don't think so? so? That's why. I, you don't think so? Woody, listen, Woody, really? You think let, so? Let, let me let, oh, let me listen, Bill. I, I get where you're coming from. And <laughs> we've we've been here, okay? We've been here. Don't make me laugh. I'm I'm trying to make a good point here. Like, hold, hold me down. Listen, okay. let me try this. All right, listen. I understand. Woody has been cheap at times, right? We we've seen them. Alligator but arms. I, if if we're turning things around here, right, and we're a different franchise, right? When you look at the situation, mm-hmm. what do the Johnsons love more than anything? Selling tickets. That's what they want right. to do. We all know that, right? They want to fill that stadium. They want you to get into that toaster, buy all the drinks, all the food, everything, <laughs> and then leave, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's been the thing, right? Here's the deal. You put Lamar Jackson in a Jets jersey, you tell me those things ain't going to sell? You put Lamar Jackson think... in a Jets jersey, you put Lamar Jackson in a Jets jersey, that, that pretty much is the Jets going to the playoffs. You don't think that he's going to be excited about all that TV money that's going to come in? All those W's? Well, you know how much they can charge for tickets if Lamar Jackson's a Jet? Come on, Bill. You don't think he'll do it? If he wasn't going to do it, uh, I don't think he would have ever come out and said that he'd pay. But I think he'd do it. Now, again, like you said as well, I think we have to give up some capital. But $50 million, right, per year is what I think uh, we're going to have to give Lamar Jackson to be here. Five years, $50 million per, probably fully guaranteed is what I think it's going to take for him to sign a contract here. But my, listen, it's a quarterback. It's a quarterback, Bill. Bill's a quarterback. Look. Look, I got you. he's a playmaker. He's, he's one of the better quarterbacks in the league. I know everybody's going woo, and we'll get to the calls in just a second, believe me. I know everybody's saying woo, but guess what? The reason why everybody's going woo is because we've never had that year. The last time we had a guy that we tried to sign and keep around for, that was Chad Pennington, right? There's been a long time since that. You look at quarterbacks today, they are getting paid. Look at how much Ryan Tannehill's getting paid. And the, the yeah, Titans well. got him, it's like, oh, this is a franchise guy. Yeah, but and, and again, like you said, well, yeah, it's Ryan Tannehill. Nobody thinks, but he's getting paid pretty decently. He got paid pretty decently there. Look at how much a lot yep. of these other top guys are getting paid, though. So, we could rack them up. Mahomes and all these other guys, they're getting paid a boatload yep. of money. Mahomes literally owns Kansas City. He owns like half the city. Yeah. He might own the stadium, too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Bill? Yeah. Patrick, can I hold a dollar? You know what I'm saying? Can, can, I, can I get a 20? Hold a dollar. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm saying, can I hold can I hold a dollar? I got bills. You know what I'm saying? But that's, these guys are getting paid like that. So a quarterback, yep. the most important position, the face of your franchise, you got to get him in the building. So give me your final thoughts before I let you go on that, man. Okay. Yeah, well, the final thoughts are, I understand what you're saying. I totally agree. Like I said, if it were if I were sitting in the seat, I would go for that route. But I think the issue, the two issues you're going to have, is that he's not going to spend that much money for that long and guaranteed. I think more life is going to want to get a veteran. And I had a nightmare last night. I woke up screaming that Tom Brady was uh, brought in as the Jets QB. 
And oh, as crazy as that sounded to me in my brain, I was Bill. thinking it, I know it makes sense. Bill. Oh my god. I think it was tell, thinking you talk about making money. You talk about making money. How what would the what would the ratings be for Belichick versus Brady for those last two years? What do you think? I hated the idea. I woke up sick. Uh, yeah. But it made it to me because you get Brady for a one year on a cheaper contract and five year commitment. I think Woody would like that. I think it would sell the jerseys. And you have a veteran QB in there who could sit sit there and you'd have Zach and if you can get Mike White cheap because Brady's there for a year. He might hang around to develop his stock right now because he's not going anywhere on a, on a big contract. And then in the year, if it doesn't work out, if Zach Zach's there, if he doesn't work out, you washed out with him because you're stuck with him anyway. So I just I just had that nightmare. Well, I'm not saying that's what I want or what I would do. Well, I'm just saying that if you're talking about yeah. spending that amount of money, I don't see Woody doing that for five years guaranteed. That's just the biggest. That's well, the one thing that I can't get over. I would do it. Well, I, I tell you what, if, if you want a young, dynamic player well, he ain't gonna do it. and you want to attack the market, well, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Listen, Bill, I want to thank you for calling in. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, man. You know I love going back and forth with you. You the man. All right, you have a good one. We're going to keep getting to these lines again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Also, my new callers, be patient, everybody. We'll get to everybody, believe me. We are talking tonight. Salutes to all. Of the savages, Jay Johnson, everybody in the chat, Hawkeye, Sandman, Bond, Monty, salutes to you as well. Listen, Jay Johnson's got a lot to say, man. Jay Johnson says, I love Lamar, but we can't afford to give up the draft capital. There's a lot of people talking about that. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I'm looking at the situation. If you can grab this guy, he's a franchise changer. He would give us everything that we would need, everything that we've been looking for from the most important position on the field, something we've been lacking and been searching for for I don't know how long. And you can bring out the names, right? We tried it. Geno Smith, Bryce Petty, uh, Christian Hackenberg, Sam Darnold, to this point, Zach Wilson, right? We've been trying to find a guy. We haven't found him. We're a QB away. We're a QB away. A lot of people think that. So we'll hear it. But salute all savages. Keep going. We'll come to you guys in a second. Ask your questions. We'll get to y'all. We're going to keep getting back to these lines. Again, 515 515- Six zero two nine six three nine five one five six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in next. I'm going to Mike. Mike, I'm coming directly to you. Eight one three. My God, Mike. Salutes to you, Mike. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, Mike, we're talking Jets. We're talking quarterbacks. I got people telling me that they don't want Lamar Jackson. What say you, man? Well, I'm saying the same thing, Joe. Good to hear from you, though. Thank oh, you for uh, picking me salutes. up. Salute, Mike. Give me your thoughts. Why don't you want Lamar Jackson? Okay. Well, Lamar Jackson's going to play 10 games before getting hurt. So, say we go 10 and uh, 8 and 2. Who's playing the rest of the games for us? Zach Wilson? Who says that? Who no, says I'm that? saying that because a lot of people, he's, been, a lot, he's, been hurt. he's been hurt the last mm-hmm. two years. He's been hurt the last two years. You're saying he's great mm-hmm. with his legs, but he only has one leg. Oh, and come on, his Mike. His stats Listen. have only been going down. You, you, you're not going to invest all that $50 mm-hmm. million, all the draft picks, mm-hmm. you're going to invest all that for a guy that's going to be her. I don't think you're necessarily giving all that money for him to be her. I think there's a lot of things going on with the Ravens. When you talk about stats, when you talk about offense, you also got to look at the Ravens are not surrounding him with much offensive weapons. What wideouts do they have that really scare you? Nobody, right? There's no, Bateman maybe, but that's about you, it. 
Yeah, but that's not – yeah, exactly. There's, there's nothing there for, to help him. And then, again, when you look at the team without him, they're completely different than they are with him. There's also questions about his yes. protection. There's been questions about his protection for years, right? But if you look at the ability, the playmaking ability, you clearly see that the Ravens are a different football team without him out there. This is a guy that put the team on his back, been an MVP before. He's drugged that team to the playoffs. Um, don't get me, don't get me wrong. It would, be, it would be super exciting to have him as an, uh, doing an RPO with Brees Hall. That would be uh, that would make defenses have diarrhea. They wouldn't know what to do. Okay, and then he has, and then he has receivers to throw to as well. I mean, that would be fantastic. But for maybe only ten games, that's the problem. He'll get. I don't know about that. Again, I don't know about that. I think I think he'll be. Well, right. look at the last so two years. Look at the last two years. Okay. If you if you're passing on Lamar Jackson, all right, because you have. Mm-hmm. Concerns, even though again he's a franchise changer, right? He completely yes, changed yes, the yes, directory yes. of your franchise. You're moving away from him. Absolutely. What are you doing at the quarterback position then? Who are you going after? Mm. Are you going after Aaron Rodgers? Well, honestly, to tell you the truth, this conversation that we're having is moot until you get an offensive coordinator. Until you know who okay. the coordinator okay. is, what his scheme is, and you know how his his blocking scheme is. I listened to some of the other podcasts. I remember Ryan from. Uh, Jets talk 24-7, right? And he, after the season, he came out and he, he actually said things about LaFleur saying that he was way too rigid. The blocking scheme really didn't give a lot of leeway. So if they were mm-hmm. not in sync with each other, you saw open people coming in. And you saw that ever since the Buffalo game. Look at, look at Mike White. He's getting crushed. He broke all his ribs, right? So it was mm-hmm. all, all of that uh, along with, his receivers had to be very precise in, in, in on timing. Remember Sala saying in the last offseason, oh, Zach's doing so much better. He's reacting. He's not thinking anymore. The problem is, is that as soon as this kid makes, as soon as he makes a mistake, you know, he, he's worried about the next thing or whatever it is from the coordinator, right? Mm-hmm. Look, at, look at when he did well. He did well when it was off script, when he didn't have to stay in that system, when he didn't have to play by the rules. He was fantastic. Look at two, yeah, up, but you two, can't build an offense two other people. No, 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 but two other people you, that you were can't just build an like offense that. Around that. Elijah, Elijah Moore wasn't very precise with his routes. Mims got, you know, not precise with his routes or not knowing where to go or whatever the case may be, got benched, right? Those guys play more freelance along with Zach Wilson than in a super-structured offense. That's what the problem was. It was, it was too structured. He didn't want to change. LaFleur didn't want to change. He didn't adapt, you know, and that was the problem. Well, but here's the here's – the, and, and I hear what you're saying. Um, but there can be arguments made for Michael LaFleur, though, because there was quite a bit of injuries up front, particularly to our offensive line. Oh, absolutely. We all know massive guys. Absolutely. ATV, all those guys but were gone. But here's change. the deal. Is that that's this, when you have to This change. system – yeah, but this system does not ask your quarterback to do much. You can't play off script and go do whatever because, again, when they were asking Zach exactly. Wilson to hit wide-open guys, he couldn't do that, right? Yeah, you can oh, go off please, script and be as nice as you want to do, but if you can't hit screen passes where guys are wide open and well, you throw the ball 10 a, yards over their head. Barrios had to grow another it, it, three or four feet tall. <laughs> he just had to grow four feet tall overnight. That would have been complete, yeah, right? Four feet when you throw passes behind guys. That yeah, maybe yeah, he could yeah, but. <laughs> But when guys are schemed open, right, you have to hit those guys. So I understand what you're talking about. I had issues exactly. with LaFleur's play calling in the red zone, not so much as play oh, calling like, in other spots Minnesota, as well. But, the, yeah, yeah, that Minnesota that, game. Yeah, that Just, Minnesota game was terrible. 
that was terrible. So before I let you go, Mike, because you're bringing some heat, my final question for you is, you look at the situation of the offensive coordinator, you talked about a guy. What guy do you want brought in? Who is the offensive coordinator that you want to see end up with the New York Jets? Quickly. Uh, I don't know. Kubiak. Come on, Mike. More experience. Don't I have it. no. Don't honestly, to tell you, me, you, Joe, I don't, I don't know. I don't know these guys coming out. I, I think that they want they want a guy that's going to be experienced. Exactly, Joe. Thank you. Come on, Mike. <laughs> Mike said, I don't know. I have, I have I don't no know. idea, Just man. Give me something. All right. All right. Uh, Listen, I hear you. Like I said, I like Kubiak. They brought in guys for too low. Yeah. I'm looking for Brian Johnson uh, to see when they bring him in. The guy from, Nick uh, Cayley. The guy from Georgia. Yeah, the guy from Georgia. Monkey. University of Georgia. Okay, Monkey. Yeah, I'll take it. You know what? Because that's you fresh. See, that's fresh. Yeah. See, that, that wasn't so hard. Yeah. That wasn't, Mike. Listen, Mike, I want to thank you for I, calling in. I'm lucky Next I time I restore, I want to hear from you, all right? <laughs> you got it, Joe. Thanks a million. All right. You have a good one. Mike called in. I need takes, man. I need takes. You know what I'm saying? We're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers again. Please be patient. We're getting to everybody. Got new callers. Please be patient. Next, I'm getting to my guy, Ted. Ted, I'm coming directly to you. We're coming to Ted. Ted salutes. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, for those of you that do not know, Ted, that boy's a savage. <laughs> Boy, it's a savage. Listen, salutes to you, Ted. We're talking quarterbacks. We're talking offensive coordinators, Ted. Give me your thoughts, man. How are you feeling about the Jets' offensive coordinator search? And is there a guy that you want to see brought in to become the New York Jets' offensive coordinator? Uh, It's moving along. A lot of names, a lot of young, you know, inexperienced, generally, coordinators. You know, if they mm-hmm. do bring in a young gun, I got a feeling they're going to try to do rehab Zach and see what they can get out of him. But I'm, I'm looking wow. yeah, a little ahead. bit out of the box right now. And mm-hmm. once the Giants lose, perhaps if they do, which I'm not sure if they will, I would look at Mike Mike Kafka and make him a okay. assistant head coach. That's what I would do. Okay. Because he was okay. he was the offensive uh, consultant for uh, under Andy Reid. And he's mm-hmm. done it under Dable, you know, and he's that's the first time calling plays. So if you're going to go with a okay. young guy, but I, I don't know if he'll he'll consider this a, a you know a step up for in his in his career. You know what I mean? Yeah. He may want to stay where he's at or go maybe even get a head coach opening offering somewhere else. But I would call the yeah. Giants as soon as if they lose, I would make the call right away to Mike and see if Mike Kafka is interested. Okay, so when you look at that situation. And you're talking about mm-hmm. bringing a guy in and, like you said, no play calling ability or he hasn't necessarily been, you know, the lead play caller. How much of a concern is that for you to bring in, you know, these guys that don't necessarily have, like, uh, a play calling history, right? We talk about the young guys. You talk about Patulo. We're talking about other guys as well. Aren't you concerned? Mm-hmm. That was kind of the same issue that we had with LaFleur, right? When LaFleur first mm-hmm. came in, they were like, hey, he's just trying to learn his chops. He's getting it together. And then this year we saw kind of the struggling as well as well, you know, kind of with the play calling, wouldn't that lead you more in the direction of wanting to bring in a veteran play caller? I would I would think so, Joe. We can't afford another uh, OC on training wheels anymore because uh, our head coach is, you know, kind of 
on thin ice at this point. I just don't know what kind of quality play caller you're going to get who's experienced at this point. Bevel, I guess, would be the mm-hmm. obvious one. And he's him and Sal are coached in Seattle. But maybe that's a little too buddy-buddy-ish. Maybe we need somebody from outside. And I, I don't know, Joe. I almost thought about blowing this whole thing up and keep it, and getting rid of Salah and, wow. and keeping Joe Douglas okay. at the end of the season. Wow. I really had a thought about just – and then going for a Frank Reich or somebody with head coaching experience and, and you know, and develop, and he's the next quarterback. And, you know, two years, maybe the days – You were ready – I don't mean to cut you off, but I really want to hear that. After two years, Ted, at that point, you were like, look, I want to move on from this guy. You had seen enough in your mind already to even think about saying, look, Sulla's got to go. I'm ready to go with somebody else. Joe, I I said I thought about it. But let me say this, Joe. My last call to you was was, um, the team faded under Sulla. You know, every aspect. You go out and see the Giants, okay? They They don't have as much talent. But darn it, I must said curse. They fire on all cylinders. They look like mm-hmm. probably the most prepared team in the NFL right now. I mean, they are mm. they are they're on it. Everything's on. Us, everything is a flounder. I mean, our punter mm. can't punt. We can't, you know, we can't cover a punt against New England. Um, yeah. You know, our, our best one of our best players is a, is a, can kick a fifty-something-year-old field goal. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's like. You know, so just so many of these guys are obviously our quarterback was an issue, our offensive line was an issue. Um, I mean, injuries happen, but it's almost like I think Salah should have took control and said, "Listen, listen, Lafleur." Unless Lafleur was trying to force his way out at some point, knowing he was going to get yeah. fired. But he should have said, "Lafleur, man, you know, you, we're not doing it. You know, when we're scoring six points a game or whatever we're scoring, you're going to have to do something different, Mike. You know, that's." Mm-hmm. That you know, my butt's on the line and your butt's on the line. You know, yeah. Dallas should have stepped in at some point during the season. Uh, just my opinion. Yeah. I, no, listen, and I hear you again down the stretch. Mm-hmm. We we talked about that. It was tough though, mm-hmm. especially again. I think they finished their last three games without scoring a touchdown. We went thirty-one possessions with no TDs, six-game losing yeah. streak. But again, you had, uh, and I'm not trying to give excuses to Michael Floor for those of you that think I am, mm-hmm. but I just got to be real. You had Zach Wilson out there in those games. He was terrible. He was terrible. He was. And so when you look when you look at the situation, and even LaFleur, I think at one point, kind of started opening the door to show behind the scenes where he came out. He was the first coach to come out and say, Zach Wilson could have benefited from sitting behind a veteran. Did you mm-hmm. <laughs> anybody else remember yeah. hearing that? He was, he's the only coach that has said that. He was the first one to say it. And uh, I think that was just a little bit of kind of afterthought, like, man, this this guy, he just he didn't have it right away. And, again, you saw him struggle. And I think that that was a big part of the New York Jets offensive struggles. When you can't, co- co- when you can't trust your quarterback to run your scheme till it's full mm-hmm. capacity, boy, your play mm-hmm. calling is going to be limited. And we saw that. Joe, let me ask you a question, I talked to Mike then. a second ago. Go ahead. Uh-huh. Let me ask you a question, Joe. Why, I, why wouldn't the floor go to Sal and say, hey, man, we need to go to Mike White. We need to go to Mike White. Isn't he, isn't his, shouldn't he go to the coach and say, hey, man, this is not going to work. This is not working. I mean, listen, and, and who's, who's this, in charge from, of the shit? Mm-hmm. From what we know, okay, at, mm-hmm. at points, 
that was talked that's been talked about there's been a lot of rumors swirling that uh-huh. there was people in the building there was a rumor remember recently that Sulla wanted to start Mike White from the jump that they said that Mike yeah. White off the bat was better than him there's been I bet rumors you regret swirling that. about that mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so you know that's been swirling back and forth but maybe they had discussions and just decided again we're going to stick with the young guy going forward so right. You know, right. if they continue to search for the offensive coordinator, we'll figure things out. But I want to get to this quarterback situation with you, and this is going to be my final question for you. A lot of people mm. on, the, on the line saying they don't want to have I nothing want to do with the – you don't want Lamar Jackson either? No, sir. What is no, going sir. on? Is there something happening that <laughs> I don't know anything about? Is, it, have y'all found out that he's like an alien or something, and he has to go back no, to the Joe. planet and he's Joe. never going to play football again? On earth? Like, can somebody please tell me why nobody wants Lamar Jackson? What is your reason, Ted? Okay, Joe. What is happening? My reasons, my reasons, if you could get them at a decent price, but you're going to spend a lot of draft capital when we don't, we're cutting Corey Davis. We don't have a decent offensive line. We don't have a pass rusher other than Quinnen, who's an interior lineman. Carl Lawson, I don't know what's going to happen with him. You gotta hope these young players develop. You know, like Jermaine, Jermaine Johnson, Clemens. That's not a guarantee. We have an offensive line that is in shambles, as far as I'm concerned. We have to find linemen okay. who can stay healthy. Yeah. To me, I would go yeah. with Derek Carr, save a little bit of money, be able to sign some competent maybe offensive lineman, draft another one, hope Mackay comes back. Lamar will not survive this offensive line. I don't think oh he would. Okay. He would have made it. Okay, well, here's the deal, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm going to give you the final word on this, but quickly. We have mm-hmm. the fourth overall best defense in the league, okay? We do have yes. pass rushers. You got, you, you got Carl Lawson. You got Jermaine Johnson. You got Quinny Williams. We got Huff as well. There's a, there's a bunch of names. Rankins played well this year as well, getting after the QB. Mm-hmm. We got guys that can get after the passer. Could we add another one? Sure. But what we don't mm-hmm. have and what we haven't had in I don't know how long is a franchise quarterback. The second you get Lamar Jackson in the building, he is your franchise quarterback. Not only is he your franchise quarterback, but he's your franchise quarterback and you're 26. I'm playing devil's advocate here. I do not understand how you pass up that type of talent, the dynamic ability that he brings to the table. We've never had a runner from the quarterback position with the chops that Lamar Jackson has in our franchise history. Everything that he could bring to the table would make this offense automatically explosive. How do we pass that up because we don't want to give rid, get rid of a couple of first-rounders? All right? Joe Douglas is going to put pressure on him to hit in those mid-rounds, but we've seen him be able to produce there, right? Brees Hall, guy second-round pick. We've got Elijah Moore in the second round. We've seen other guys step up from later on in the draft. How do you not give away the capital to get something that completely changes the trajectory of your franchise? This is that, so, that's just my thoughts on it. Give me your final word. I'll give you the last. I gotcha. I, I I agree with you in theory. I, I agree with the theory, but I think we're more than a quarterback away. I I see a lot of holes. Our safeties didn't play okay. well. Whitehead didn't play well. Our offensive line is in shambles. Corey Davis can't catch. He certainly can do a lot of false starts and holdings. I, I just see it's, I don't think we're as clean. Joe, we're not as clean cut as everyone says. We do have a okay. lot. We do have to add quite a few pieces. I know we have the number. You can look at rankings and things. 
But like oh, I yeah. said, we faded. We faded during the year. We couldn't turn the ball over. We may have ranked fourth, but we had no uh, – we hardly any, uh, you know, strip sacks, interceptions. I mean, you know, the Patriots had seven defensive touchdowns. Mm-hmm. We had none. I mean, that's what I'm looking at, Joe. I, I think we should get okay. Derek Carr and add a bunch of other pieces and draft. That's the way I would go. Okay. But, you know, everyone's yeah. got their – their opinion. No, and I hear Love you. The show, we were, I'll tell you what. We, we were, I hear you. We were in every single game, though. If we had a quarterback, the likes of Lamar Jackson, and again, I'm playing devil's advocate. You know, the Jets mm-hmm. could have really did some things. But listen, Ted, I got other callers. I got to slide off. Yes, sir. Always great to talk to you. Next time I have a you show, too, I want to hear from you. All right, my friend? You right, too, Joe. You have a good one. Have a good one, man. Thank Peace. you. Thank you. Have a good one. We're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515 602 9639. Six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in. Be patient when you do call in. We're getting to everybody tonight. I want to know why nobody wants Lamar Jackson. I want to hear from you. All right. Next, we're going to my guy Steve. Steve, we're coming directly to you. Listen, Steve. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, Steve. Oh my goodness. Steve is absolutely. He's he's put himself to sleep with bad things. Are you serious, Steve? Oh, my God. Steve is in here absolutely snoring. Are you serious? He's put himself to bed with his bad takes. Steve, snoring on the job. We're going to get to the next caller. My goodness. Steve, with his bad takes, put himself to sleep. We're going to keep getting on these lines. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Hopefully you're awake because Steve put himself to bed with his bad takes. <laughs> Jake, we're coming directly to you. Jeez, we got Steve the, Steve the snoring train on the line. Goodness gracious. Did you hear that? Jeez, get a CPAP. We're going to keep rolling. Jake salutes. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. For those of you that do not know Jake, oh, that boy's a Jeez, Louise. Jake salutes. I want to thank you for calling in. Steve's on a snoozer. Give me your thoughts about the Jets' offensive coordinator position. What are, you, what are your thoughts about the situation? And have they brought in anyone that you like so far and you want to see become the Jets' coordinator? Uh, Joe, first, uh, happy new year. I only have talked to you since that wonderful night, that Thursday night, watching Zach Wilson have a whole fame performance. So, uh, good to see you again. <laughs> good to see you. Yeah, happy was, new that year, was, man. That was, that was just, that was just such a wonderful night of happiness for everybody. But, um, but whatever, that shows the truth how horrible he is. But, um, so yeah, listen, um, you know, this year was, you know, just to recap, well, I haven't really talked in a few weeks, so. Look, this season was not a great way to end it. Um, I, I, I don't really blame Saul as much as people do. I actually don't even really blame the floor as much as what happened this year. I, I, I think he really just got screwed with every situation possible. Was he predictable mm-hmm. as far as he was Yeah, but I think he showed you early enough in the season. I even said on this phone call when we beat the Bills, I was like, even if it was Zach Wilson winning, I said, this, this guy, they know what they're doing. And but I, mm-hmm. I, I think the floor 
I think LaFleur got a raw deal. I really do. I, 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 I think he's going to do a great job in L.A. I don't like watching coaches. I do like get fired. I think he will do a good job. I think he has a lot of uh, promise ahead of him. But you mm-hmm. know, now we're in this situation. <laughs> I'm just going to kind of collectively tell you what I think right now. People, why we're not talking about Aaron Rodgers, I think is insane right now. I think getting okay, Aaron Rodgers here is listen, and this is a situation where Aaron Rodgers spent a year where he had had to reflect and realize, listen, I lost Devontae Adams. I took the money. I was comfortable. I liked where I was. I thought this division was going to be uh, horse manure. Um, he's starting mm-hmm. to realize now the Lions are better. Uh, Justin Fields or whoever the quarterback, I, it should be Justin Fields. I think they're insane because I would trade for him still. Um, uh, the Bears are going to slowly rebuild and be improving. The Vikings, maybe this is the end for them. You know, I, 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 they're, they're seriously keeping Kirk Cousins. I think they need, like, mental health at this point because I think that guy's just never going to win. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll compare Cousins to the other quarterbacks that are out there in a second. But um, yeah. Aaron Rodgers now is in a situation where he realizes, look, I've got, a, I've got just two years left on my contract. I want the best roster that's going to help me win. I know mm-hmm. everyone will say, you know what, oh, what's he alluding to? Is this that the Tom Brady Buccaneers? You know, I have to say, yeah, I kind of am saying that finally. You know what, he's looking at a roster that is almost about fully complete, needs a few offensive linemen, not including the injuries that are coming back with ABT, ABT um, yeah. and then Mitchell, you know, Beckton, it's kind of a lost cause with him. <clears throat> Excuse me. They're going to have recall back. They've got a good receiving core. They can get another receiver. They need some linebackers because they have not addressed the linebacker position at all. So mm-hmm. you address those things. You're talking about a, a team right now that heavily can be inspired to have him there. The New York media. He, look, if he goes on mm-hmm. the um, uh, what is it? The uh, the Pat McAfee show every week. He's already getting national mm-hmm. attention every week. People forget that he talks. Now I think it's a little of a conspiratorial type show at times. I'm not going to get into politics right mm-hmm. now, but um, mm-hmm. but the fact is is that he. He handles the media better than people realize. Is he prickly? Is he kind of a, you know what? Yeah, I do. I, I think the COVID thing pissed me off with him. But the reality is mm-hmm. that at the end of the day, this is that the bare bones of business. The bare bones of business is that we want to win a Super Bowl. Guys, we don't have a franchise quarterback. We have not had a franchise quarterback in decades. Okay? I can't tell you if anyone who's going to sit here and tell me that having Aaron Rodgers is a bad thing. You know what Aaron Rodgers okay, does? So, so- he's, he's, Go ahead. Yeah, he, he does. And I don't mean to cut you off, Jake, but you're giving us some takes right now. So you're talking about Aaron Rodgers, and I'm going to discuss him tonight as well. We've been talking about Carr, Lamar. I talked a little bit about Aaron. Now, Aaron coming here, he's basically averaging about $50 million per year, right? So that's already going to be there. What is the trade package that you would be looking to send to the Packers to get him? Are you willing to part with three first-round picks? What is, the, what is the maximum amount of capital you're looking to give the Packers to get him if you're the Jets' general manager? Well, based on his contract, now I will be frank that there's going to be some cap stipulations they still have to deal with, which I think is something that yeah. J.D., which by why J.D. should be the general manager and for a long foreseen future because he actually knows how to handle the salary cap. If they mm-hmm. have to finagle exactly with the caps, the cap cuts they're going to have to make along with Lawson and Corey Davis and all the guys who are going to go through down the list, but They'll put themselves in a position, and I think at that point, based on the salary, Green Bay is really kind of not in any position to demand what they want for him. 
So I don't think – honestly, I, 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 people said I'd be even crazy to think it's even just two first-round picks. Some people are saying a first-rounder and a third-rounder, maybe a first and a, maybe a conditional second-round pick. I think he's going to be hmm. even cheaper. But dear God, dear God, Lamar Jackson, I'll tell you my you know, disdain for not wanting him, period. The point is, is this Aaron Rodgers, I think, is going to be a more affordable guy. He gives you that two-year hmm. window. I think Solid will deserve – I think Solid does deserve two years if he gets Rodgers here with – and I'm about to say my next point to you, because I know everyone's asked about offensive coordinator, give him Nathaniel Hackett. Get the guy from Green Bay that worked for him. Okay. Nathaniel Hackett okay. not a, he was not a head coach. He was, scrutin- he was scrutinized for how he was a head coach. He was a mm-hmm. terrible head coach. Russell Wilson's not the same quarterback. You can't blame him all for that. And mm-hmm. let's just think about this for a second. Do you really think that he wanted to come here and play with another LaFleur? As much as Saul and them have that relationship, he may say, there could have been rumblings saying, look, I like the Jets. I like Salah. I don't like LaFleur. I don't like these LaFleur hmm. guys. I, I want to leave Green Bay. I don't want to deal with the LaFleurs anymore. I liked what I had with hmm. Hackett. He probably would have said, you know what, if Hackett stayed as the, as the head coach. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't going to fight for that job. Everyone's going to say, oh, he's going to fight to go to, to, to Denver. Well, you know, at the end of the day, we don't know what the compensation was. We don't know what the situation was. And the bottom line is, is that they may look at Russell Wilson a different way. I don't know. So maybe that's the one mm. thing that the game might is about how much he loves Hackett, but it was only positive this time there. I think the two of them yeah. together, two years together, would lift the Jets all the weapons, high. all the might, yeah, and all the yeah. might. Yeah. This is where I think this is the home run situation. I I, I will I will okay. lead on this argument all the way. Jake, you you brought some great takes, man. It's been phenomenal speaking with you. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you. There's a lot of people that that are pulling for Aaron Rodgers as well. I can't. I can't argue against it. He'd be a solid addition as well. It'd speed us up a little bit because he is older. He's a 40-year-old guy, and I know a lot of people don't like Lamar Jackson, but I respect your takes in bringing in Hackett. Again, like you said as well, not the greatest head coach, but he's a guy that might be able to coach some offense around here. So, Jake, I want to thank you for calling in, my friend. You have yourself a good one. Good night, Joe. Uh, we're not getting Lamar Jackson, so I'll end it on that. Bye-bye. <laughs> Yeah, let's go. A lot of people hate. What is the deal with people not liking Lamar Jackson, man? We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. is number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Next, I'm going to Dwayne. Dwayne, I'm coming directly to you. My guy from North Carolina, Val, David, other callers as well. Hold on. We're getting everybody, but I'm going to Dwayne. 347, we're coming directly to you. Dwayne, salute to yeah. my friend. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, Dwayne, I'm going back and forth. A lot of people, man. And they do not want Lamar Jackson. I'm playing devil's advocate here, all right? What are your thoughts about the situation? I'm a guy right now saying Lamar is going to change the trajectory of this franchise. He's the, the franchise quarterback we've been looking for. He's got all the abilities, 26. He's going to be here, give him five years, $50 million per, turn the Jets around, make us a playoff team, make it happen, get the job done. What say you, man? Well, I wanted Lamar Jackson from the get-go. I wanted to draft him that year. Yeah, I did too. Um, I did too. The caveat was, and the only thing that put him down my list was, he, he had a playing style that usually or could – leave him susceptible to injury. And as we can see, that's what happened. Um, the last two years, he missed, what, 10 games combined? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so 
I would love to have Lamar Jackson. He's he's pretty much guaranteed a playoff uh, to bring us to the playoffs, regardless, almost yeah. regardless of what um, OC we have. But when we get to the playoffs, will he be there? That's the question. You know, um, will he be there in, in, in critical games that could put us in good position in the playoffs? That's mm-hmm. the question. Um, but he hasn't really argue, done – And I don't mean to cut you off, Dwayne, but can you argue that the, the Ravens haven't done enough to surround him with the type of talent that could keep him upright, right? We've all known that they've struggled with their offensive line. They've struggled protecting him throughout his time there. And often his ability to run the football, run with the football, has been the saving grace because he's been able to get himself out of so many bad situations that the line would put him in, right? I'm playing devil's advocate here, okay? I'm going to go to the mountain for my guy Lamar. Listen, we're talking about what we're seeing here. Everybody's talking about the numbers. Listen, if you didn't have anybody out there wide out, right, what would your numbers look like? This guy's been an MVP before. Right. This guy's dragging his team to the playoffs. The Ravens are a completely different football team without Lamar Jackson on the field offensively, right? He is their weapon. Yeah. You know? I mean, come on. Where's the respect in that? Why can't we look at it from that position? What are your thoughts on that, Dwayne? My thoughts is is same thing as I thought before we draft before we drafted Sam Donald and I wanted Lamar Jackson. I'm scared of the RG three situation. I'm I'm uh, sorry. Uh, so he's been I don't know if the word is lucky, but he's made it through some injuries, come back, played well. I guess you can say he declined a little bit, or maybe not this year because he did throw what like like 17 touchdowns, uh, to mm-hmm. interceptions. So I mean, how much? It's hard to say. For for this is the issue. It's not that Lamar Jackson isn't good or or has a high ceiling. It's what are we trading for him? If we're trading two first round picks and we have questions like this, that's a lot for, yeah. for these questions. We don't know. We don't know if he's a you know four thousand yard passer, or a twenty five hundred yard passer, and a fifteen hundred yard runner, and then. The injury situation, can he, even if we had a good offensive line in front of him, good good wide receivers, can he just sit there in the pocket and and pass to these good wide receivers that we're going to have? Yeah. These are the questions. Yes, we've seen for that. two first-round picks, we, for two, that's yeah. a lot. So, so yeah, me personally. On. Listen, hold on, hold on a second, Dwayne, and, and I hear you. But it seems like mm-hmm. people are just com- completely forgetting that this is a quarterback the two the three first round picks but let me tell you something it's a quarterback he's one of the top quarterbacks in the league right you look at the situation with Deshaun Watson Dewan Dewan Deshaun Watson was often injured too right but Jets fans were over the moon about the guy they wanted him through and through guess what Cleveland gave up three first round picks I think one third and two fourth round picks to him and they guaranteed him they gave him 46 million per 46 million per Deshaun Watson was injured quite a bit too, right? He was getting hit left and right. Nobody cared about that. You look at the situation with Lamar Jackson, this guy's moving, shaking. He literally, he is the Ravens. uh, He clearly is their their leading passer. He's their starting quarterback, 2,242 yards. He's their leading rusher too, 764 yards this season. Has three TDs. You count that with the 17, that's 20 TDs for one guy. Come on. I mean, why are we not getting on the Lamar train here? Okay, you got to give up two first-round picks. Fine. 
for one of the more dy- for one of the most dynamic quarterbacks in the league, right? Can run, can do every single thing you ask him to do. Is that really much to give up when you have a history of not being able to find a franchise quarterback? I'll give you the final word, Dwayne. Uh, Deshaun Watson was a four thousand yard passer. I mean, Deshaun Watson was thirty plus touchdowns per year. He he was like they said, he, he was Michael Jordan in cleats. Um, Lamar Jackson to me, it, like he these last two years should have been his show me years and these last mm-hmm. two years were filled with injuries. So if he would have completed these last two years and he had thirty touchdowns, ten interceptions, thirty five hundred yards passing, I would have been like, Yeah, yeah, okay, that that's that's two that's two first rounders. But he ended his rookie contract with two injured years, didn't even play in these. We're talking about a quarterback that didn't play in the last playoffs, man. This team is in the playoffs. He's not even there. Um, so that's that's the question. But um, I do I do just want to add, for the OC position, you know I already feel like this offseason is an L, but it's a wasted <laughs> offseason to me. Because you know I wanted LeFleur, man. It made no sense. Um, so... <laughs> Unless we get Frank right, oh my God, bro, yeah. this season, this off season is a waste. We we're gonna you. So you're telling me we need to get over the hump to get to the playoffs, yeah. right? That's where we're at. Yeah. So yeah. we get rid of Lafleur, even though he's the yeah. quarterback's the problem. So now we need a veteran offensive coordinator who probably has some coaching experience, head coaching experience, and we need a veteran mm-hmm. quarterback. So we so the growing yeah. pains are shortened, cut in half. That's what we need. Daryl Bevel is yeah. a little bit of a, 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 a something I want to because he had interim head coach experience. He had past coordinator, mm-hmm. office coordinator. But if it's not Frank Wright and somebody like the last guy was saying, Aaron Rodgers, I'm, I'm with Steve, yeah. man. I'm tired of this yeah. crap. Steve, I, wow. if you can hear me, I'm tired of this crap too, bro. I don't blame you, bro. <laughs> I don't blame him. Listen, Steve. Listen, he heard his, he was thinking about his own takes to put him. He put himself to sleep. All right, Damn. <laughs> he put himself to sleep. Listen, Dwayne. I want to thank you for calling in. All right. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you. I got to slide off. You have yourself a good night. I have a good night, man. <laughs> We're gonna keep getting to these lines. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Please keep in mind when you call in. Don't curse is a family show. If you curse on my show, I'll get you out of here fast. I'm talking fast. Faster than Steve. Steve can snooze. That's fast. <laughs> Faster than Steve can fall asleep off the nodos. That's fast. <laughs> Faster than Steve needs a CPAP. That's fast. Damn, that was three back-to-back. Wake up, Steve. We need you, man. Jake's a terrible. Put himself to sleep. We're going to keep getting these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in next. I'm going to my guy from North Carolina, Val, David, other callers. Hold on a second. Salute to my guy from North Carolina. Listen, we got guys, Steve in here. He's uh, a... <laughs> Needing the sleep therapy. You know, we're keeping it rolling. Listen, we've been talking all night tonight, right? We got a lot of people saying they do not want Lamar Jackson. 
What are your thoughts on that, man? Are you surprised that so many Jets fans are against bringing Lamar Jackson to New York? Hey, Joe, how you doing? It's been a while, and uh, I just want to say, Joe Meningo, and notably my other boy that's an older fan like I am, they're probably a little older than me. I'm in the game, 42-year Jet fan, 12 years old, Mm -hmm. 1980, and I'm 55 now. It's kind of a contradiction. They're overthinking it. Lamar Jackson would make the Jets so unpredictable and scary yeah. that none of those teams, yeah. the top three teams you want to face up, Kansas City wouldn't, mm-hmm. Buffalo wouldn't, and Cincinnati wouldn't. You can make the argument. These are the three best teams in the conference. Neither one of them would want any part of the New York Jets. The Jets mm-hmm. would have their own three-headed monster with Lamar, a healthy Brees Hall, and Garrett Wilson, you would have three weapons that legitimately mm-hmm. every time they touch the ball can take it to the house. Who can say yep. that? Can Cincinnati say that? Yeah. No. Buffalo, no. yeah, Josh no. Allen is a threat, and Stephon Diggs, but besides them, they don't have a third man. Mm. I mean, we would be on a level that would be so scary. And check this out. Lamar is only 26 years old. He's in the prime of his just, career. Yeah. We would get him at the right time. He's not a kid coming I'm out of fine. high school, you know, kind of developmental like he was. They did an excellent job of bringing him along. Now, if we could step in and continue his progression, we could develop him where he's, you know, a little bit more of a ball distributor. Because we got Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, good tight end room. We have three good running yep. backs with us. He could just focus more on ball distribution. Now, don't get me wrong. He can still pull the shirt open, Superman, and if we, if, we, if we get desperate, he can make that run and get us the first down, keep the sticks moving, and then we can go right back to the ground game. Bam Knight, Brees Hall, going to our running backs on the ground, time of possession, ball control, ball distribution. That's all he has to do with us. That's all he has yeah. to do. He doesn't have to play the same way. People think – he can come. He's gonna to come to us and play the same way. No, he won't. He won't have to. All he had. All he's got to do is distribute the ball. Don't turn mm-hmm. it over. Go out there and not do what do what we try to get Zach to do. Just go out there and distribute the yeah. ball. Show some leadership. Stop being timid and scared and just go out there and play the game. Lamar Jackson yeah. is could, not gonna do any of that. He's not gonna play yeah, scared. Could, he's gonna play aggressive. Yeah, and you can also. Absolutely, and you could also argue, right, that great quarterback play does hide a lot of deficiencies on our offense. We saw that with That's right. multiple teams, right? Uh, you look look That's at the right. Ravens without Lamar Jackson. All of those deficiencies oh, yeah, yeah. are glaring. You look at the look Struggling. at the Patriots without Tom Brady when he left. All of the deficiencies right. were glaring. You look at look at Kansas That's City right. without Patrick Mahomes. All of the deficiencies are glaring, right? You start to see those mm-hmm. things, right? You start to see, oh, that's whoa, right. maybe that offensive line isn't as good as we thought it was. <laughs> yeah, because there's nobody <laughs> to run. All right? That's right. Nobody to run away that's from right. the linebacker, right? There's no guy with the feet and, 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 and knees and ankles and, and legs like Lamar Jackson that can take off and make a play, you know? So we're seeing those that's things. That's right. So I understand that's that the right. New York Jets have some concerns at other positions, yes, and I've talked about it as well. The offensive line, we'll be talking about that as the year, as the uh, the season continues on into the offseason, all that stuff. This is your round show. That's what we do. But here's the deal, is that if we're getting ATV and Beckton and all these guys back and we're going to have an offensive line that's at full strength, 
Well, when you add Lamar Jackson to that, like you said as well, we become wildly unpredictable offensively. And the weapons become even more deadly because think about this. Look at the year that Garrett Wilson had with up-and-down quarterback play. Can you imagine him with Lamar Jackson? How do you cover Garrett Wilson? You ain't kidding. (laughs) See, you understand. You know. You know. So you're able to put it together in your mind. For fans, for fans out there who doubt Lamar Jackson, Go to YouTube. You listen to Sound of My Force, oh Jets fans. Go to YouTube. Look up Lamar Jackson MVP, and you look at his play. Oh, you man. would say, "Wow, it's gonna blow hey, your mind." Hey, listen, listen. A RPO, Brees Hall, Lamar Jackson. Oh boy, you better figure it out. <laughs> you figure and what it, it is, people no, think he's Tim Tebow. Lamar Jackson oh, is not Tim Tebow. He's not Strebler. No, he's, he's not, not. going to struggle throwing no, the ball not. now. Lamar Jackson no, can actually not. throw the ball. Yeah. He can yeah, actually you know throw the football. Be, People think, you know. He's won an MVP before. You can't do that at quarterback. That's you right. Can't throw the ball. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You can't do that. He's, he's a so very efficient. Next... He's a very efficient passer. Very efficient. Yeah, very my... effective. He doesn't turn the ball over. You know. My next yeah, my and next question us. becomes, yeah. we're fired, yeah. and I hear you, you're fired up about Lamar. I'm playing devil's advocate here. I like Lamar as well. What is the most, if you're the Jets general manager, what is the most you'd be willing to give up for him as far as to the Ravens to trade him? You know, would I'm you be tell willing you the to package. give up three first-round picks? Easily, because we have a general manager that can actually draft. This is not Mike McCagney. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I would be mm. more concerned giving up those picks that we had Mike McCaddy because Mike McCaddy's focus and emphasis and his strength was the first round. Beyond that, the rest <laughs> of his teams, his picks when he'd be on the team in two to three years. Not the case yep. with Joe Douglas. Yep. We could give up the first yep. round pick this year. Guess what? We might miss out on Paris Johnson, Skorowski, but I got my mind on another guy. I'm going to throw this out there for months, even before the season ended. His name is Darwin Jones. He's a behemoth, mm. a monster, like Beckton. 357 pounds, six foot seven. He came down from 400 pounds, just like Makai, somebody Makai can relate to. That's the yeah. player I envision us taking in the second round. It would be awesome. Mm-hmm. You had Beckton Healthy, Jared Tucker, and second round you add Darwin Jones, and then you um, have Brees Hall healthy in your backfield. You got all your competent weapons. I think we'd be in excellent position to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And once we get in, based on the Jets' history, this would be probably the scariest Jet team ever. Scarier than yeah. the team in the early 80s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and you're okay with giving him $50 million per guarantee? That's probably what he's going to want. I'm going to tell you something here. Now, I'm about to throw something out there to you that uh, I've been thinking about the last couple of days. You, you probably won't like this. I don't like it either. Okay. Quentin Williams. I love Quentin Williams. I like everything about this Uh-oh. guy. Now, initially, Uh-oh. when he came out of college, I wanted to take uh-huh. Josh Allen, you know, because of the position, you know, the pass rush. I was uh-huh. wrong. Quentin Williams is right now a better player than Josh Allen. Right now he mm. is. But because the way this team is set up, if we were to accommodate Baltimore with this trade, which I'm every bit all in to do this, we would have to restructure this team because we mm. can't sign. I don't see how it works mathematically. If it had been three, four, five years ago when we had all that salary cap, we could have made it work. Mm-hmm. But now we have far less salary cap structure to work with. I don't see how it works mathematically. I think we have to restructure this team. Quentin Williams, we have to be put on the trade block. There's no doubt about it. I don't, you get Lamar, you yeah, have to restructure. 
Yeah, I know that there's been a lot of talk about Quentin Williams possibly being a guy from multiple fans. I don't think you necessarily have to trade him. There's a lot of finagling that you can do with the cap. We see the we see the the Chiefs do it year in and year out, where they push down push yeah. you know a lot of guaranteed money further and further down the road in the contract, right? Which is something you can do with Lamar yeah. Jackson. Uh, there's also guys yeah. as well that need to be restructured on the team. You talk about Quentin Williams, but C.J. Mosley, $17 million, that probably is going to need – that's definitely going to need to be restructured, his deal going forward. There's other guys as well that we could look at getting rid of. Corey Davis is definitely going to be on the list of guys that probably are going to be looked to get gone soon. So there's ways that we can oh, do yeah. that, right? Joe Douglas and his team oh, yeah. definitely have that's ways. Right. But, man, I tell you what, you get Lamar in the building, things will change. Now, before I let you go, I want to get yeah. your thoughts on this oh, quickly. Yeah. Offensive coordinator search. Do you like what you see so far? Is there an offensive coordinator you want out there that they haven't brought in? Give me your thoughts. Uh, I think they're casting too wide a net. I think they need to raise their standards and don't let just anybody apply for this job unless they have the qualifications mm. and demonstrated their body of work they're qualified to do. Stop letting anybody come coach the Jets. Stop letting anybody wear their equipment and put their helmet on. <laughs> There's supposed to be a different standard set for the New York Jets. They're supposed to be powerful yeah. and scary. Everybody fears them. All the team fear them. Let's cut it out just with this wide net and bringing in these OCs that are inexperienced. You might as well have kept the floor if you're going to interview a guy that's just as inexperienced the floor. I mean, what's the point? Why, why, why let the floor go just to bring in another uh, up, you know, upstart and uh, up and coming OC? To me, Frank mm-hmm. Wright is the number one choice. I'd be willing mm-hmm. to go on and, and make him an assistant head coach, give him what he wants to make that job far more attractive for him, and, and hopefully I can, uh, you know, draw him in. I know he's the top guy yeah. on my list, you know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Listen, I want to thank you for calling in. I got other callers. I got to slide off. Yeah. Next time I have a show, I want to oh, hear yeah. from you, all right, my friend? All right. Sure, you buddy. have yourself a good one. Listen, we're going to keep getting to these lines again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. There's a lot of people that are not liking Lamar, man. I don't know what's going on. Next, I'm going to my guy, Val. Val, I'm coming directly to you. David, we'll get to you next. Other callers as well. Hold on. We're getting to everybody. Val salutes. Listen, for those of you that don't know, this man, Val, oh, he's a savage, my man. Damn, Val's a savage. Salute to you, Val. I want to thank you for calling in, man. A lot of people don't want Lamar Jackson. I don't know what's going man, on. I've been talking about man, Derek. I, I've, I've been oh, talking about go ahead, Derek go ahead, Carr. Go ahead. I'm a, I, I'd be all right with Derek Carr. You know what I'm saying? Some people don't want him. Give me your thoughts. Tom, I heard Tom Brady. I heard Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, man. Hey, listen, Joe, Give me I'm your not thoughts, asleep, man. so I'm, a, I'm wide awake. Let's go. Are you, are you awake? Right. Are you, hold on, hold on. I'm Before awake. To, you, you awake. I'm awake. Everybody else is awake. You know who is sleep on sleep at the wheel? Sleep at the wheel. Jets talk, man. Oh, man. I, I feel it, man. <laughs> but, man, I cannot believe this, this um, Lamar Jackson talk, man. Like, like, we haven't seen Lamar Jackson throw two bombs against the Jets in the first game against the Jets. I mean, the first game, mm-hmm. yeah, the first game against the Jets. He threw two bombs. Mm-hmm. This man, mm-hmm. is, he has a whole bunch of weapons. I mean, he had no weapons with the Baltimore Ravens at all. 
they didn't surround no. him with talent. He he's basically their elite quarterback that's getting it done. Some ten wins, yeah. basically. Yeah. Basically, yeah. that's what I'm saying. So it's just like I don't understand what they don't see. So it's just yeah. like man, like if Lamar Jackson came here, I'm telling you right now, he is gonna be he's gonna take this team to a whole new level. He's gonna um elevate the young talent to um to want to play even harder because you see how the Ravens played around them, and he barely even had any talent, and they were still getting it done, mm-hmm. even when they were mm-hmm. struggling because he doesn't have that. They didn't, they didn't even give him a number one wide receiver. They didn't even give him a number two wide receiver. The, team, the, mm-hmm. the quarterbacks that we're talking about that we want, they have wide receivers. They didn't get the mm-hmm. job done, so that's why they're on the move right now. But this man, Lamar Jackson, had literally no help on offense. Mm. So he's the he's the person that they have to and everybody's worried about him getting injured. Yes, he's he's been getting injured because he has to do it basically all on his shoulders. If he doesn't get stuff done, they don't get no win. So he's <laughs> if he comes to the Jets <laughs> basically Go ahead, go ahead. You game, speak a fact. If you yeah. listen, if Lamar Jackson came here, he doesn't even have to run that much. <laughs> he could be mm-hmm. a pocket passer as he's been doing. He could throw bombs. Mm-hmm. Listen, they're gonna mm-hmm. be. They don't even have to play. They're not gonna play heavy coverage on the wide receivers. So mm-hmm. what's that mean? That means um, Garrett Wilson. He's not gonna get double teamed, and you're gonna see Elijah Moore get more um, plays as well too. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's that's what I gotta say, man. I, I really don't understand it. And for me, I'm giving yeah. up two first round picks. I'm giving up a mm-hmm. six round pick. And hey, if you want Zach Wilson, you can have him too. So you know, that's <laughs> that's just me. No problem. Fifty million dollars? Yes, fifty million dollars a year. We we definitely doing it. Listen, man. Listen, Joe. People are having this cheap mentality. Listen, when the Knicks went to go and get their point guard that we needed, they were like, "Oh, it's yeah. too much money. No, too much money." Soon as he soon as he came to the Knicks, you don't hear no nothing about money no more. You don't hear nothing. Everybody's clapping. They're going to the games. We're winning games. Yeah. Everybody forgot about that. Those two. Trust me, get him here, it's going to be a huge difference. <laughs> Yo, Val, Val is heartless. <laughs> Val is heartless. He said, yeah, if you want him, you can have him too. All right, listen, Zach Wilson, I'll give you a cheese sandwich and two bags of hot Cheetos. Go ahead. Get, uh, get him get him out of here. Here's a half, a half drink in Gatorade. You can take that too. Hey, yeah, y'all can all go. I'll take all of that. Now, you said two first-round picks. What if because they push the it to three? Listen, are, are you willing to give okay. up three first-round picks, one? Are you willing to give up three first-round picks? I will give up three first-round picks. First round picks. Absolutely. Okay. When was the last time we had a franchise quarterback in the in New York Jets? Since 2000. Yeah. That's 23 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. got to make something yeah. happen. It's like, okay, yeah. we're going to get Tom Brady. That's a one-year situation. Then Tom Brady says, all right, you know what, I'm just going to retire. Then what? We're going to be right back in the same situation. Oh, yeah, we could have had Lamar Jackson that last year. Now we're stuck and we're going to have mm-hmm. another quarterback situation. We go with Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I understand Aaron Rodgers. Listen, I know people are going to get on me about this because I, I remember you got on me about this. I said Aaron Rodgers is a regular season quarterback. Like, I, I, I definitely mm. said that. And every time he's been bounced out the first round or he hasn't got to the playoffs. And this is the problem. Everybody's saying that he's going to be cool with the New York media. No, the New York media is going to get on him. I'm telling you. Yeah. He's not. He's been scapegoating a lot of times. He, he even said when he went against the Baltimore, um, when he went against the Bills, 
that, listen, mm-hmm. uh, we might just get exposed. How are you going to say that before a game? <laughs> I'm like, man, if he was in New York, do you know how much they would have killed him for that? Yeah. <laughs> Did you see what happened yeah. with Zach Wilson? They sat him down for saying something yeah. wrong. So, man, yeah. and then he on, then on top of that, Aaron Rodgers have a history of blaming other people but himself. So it's just mm-hmm. like, don't get me wrong, Aaron Rodgers is a very good quarterback, but I, I, if I will pick, if we don't get Lamar Jackson, then I want Derek Carr, or then I will get okay. Aaron Rodgers as a third person for sure. Okay, okay. For sure. So with that, right, with that, and, and mm-hmm. this is going to be my final question for you, Val. You've been bringing some heat. <laughs> Offensive coordinator, who do you look to have them bring in, man? Are, do you like the guys that we've looked at so far, Kevin Petulo? Marcus Brady has been brought in. Is there an offensive coordinator out there that you'd like to see the Jets grab if they could, if they're available? Quickly, give me your thoughts. All right. Um. So I don't really know too many, too much about the um the offensive coordinators at, on top of the dome, but I do like the guy that you said that was uh, um that's retired. I forgot his name. Gary Kubiak. Gary Kubiak. Yes. Or Gary Kubiak. Anybody, yeah, the guy you know, that runs the Shanahan system. Yeah. I would rather us just get a quarterback first then get our offensive coordinator because I want that to fit. I don't want to just mm. bring somebody in first and then, you know, if the scheme doesn't fit the quarterback, that's what happened to um, the Denver Broncos. That's that's where it messed mm. up at. So that's why I kind of want to, you know – sorry. Say that's that a lot of power to give a quarterback. I hear what you're saying, and and I've, I've gone back now, and forth to a lot of people that have made that scheme, point, that's but that's a lot of power to give a quarterback. Go ahead. That's true. That is true. I mean, but if you're signing a quarterback to this this stature, you want to make sure you give him the best um, quality as possible for his Mm -hmm. type of style of play. And can I get on with Florida real quick, a little bit? Real quick, go ahead. I don't have much time. Okay, real quick. Real quick, go ahead. The Florida has to go. I'm sorry. Like, I mean, listen, I'm not – I would have gave him one more year, but that guy, man, like, listen – you didn't utilize your tight ends. You didn't utilize uh, Eli, um, Elijah Moore at all. He didn't get – he only had, like, six catches for a couple of weeks and stuff, and then he didn't get a catch at all, and it was been weeks, and then he didn't utilize the tight ends or, at all. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You, Joe Douglas surrounded Zach Wilson with a whole bunch of weapons, and then he didn't mm-hmm. utilize them, um, utilize those weapons at all. Then on top of that, Denzel Mims is another player that has he's played, he played good in his rookie season. As soon as LaFleur came here, and then it was just like he had no production at all. So, yeah, I think it was his time, and, you know, hopefully yeah. the best for him. And that's what I got to say. Yeah. Yeah, listen, Val, I want to thank you for calling in. You have yourself a good one. I got to slide off, my friend. Yes, sir. Keep doing your thing. Everybody hit the like, subscribe, that button. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much, man. You have a good one. We're going to keep getting to these lines, man. Val brought up a good a point. I've gone back and forth. A lot of people saying we should bring in a quarterback and allow him to name the offensive coordinator. But my rebuttal to that is what about everybody else? What if Lamar Jackson – let's say we go after and we get Lamar Jackson. What if he wants to bring in a scheme that doesn't fit a lot of the guys that we have currently? What do you do then? But then you also got to look at the flip side. What if you bring in a coordinator that these other guys that you're targeting don't want to work with? So there's going to be big questions. Listen, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking callers. Next, we're going to go to my guy, David. Nico, other callers as well. Hold on. We'll get to you. Believe me. David, I'm coming directly to you. 
Salutes to you, David. I want to thank you for calling in. Listen, we're talking quarterbacks, man. We've been talking offensive coordinators as well. Give me your thoughts on this coordinator search. Is there a guy that you're interested in that the Jets, uh, you feel like the Jets should take a look at that they haven't already? Uh, well, Joe, good to talk to you again. Uh, yeah, well, I'm going to stick with the current team because uh, your last few callers have, have, are right on the money. The, uh, what I would mm-hmm. do is I would go with Lamar. And first of all, what, what Woody and even the GM, but definitely Woody, they need to look in the mirror and say, okay, we need to admit that we are the same old Jets. And what are we willing to do about it? <laughs> okay. What are we willing to do about it? Now, that brings me to the quarterback. That's You've nailed it. That's who we need. And then Woody, the GM, even Salah will bring him in and we'll say, okay, what do we got to do to get this man? And then they look at the options, look, and then they, they do what they do behind the scenes to start communications. If they get Lamar Jackson, then this mm-hmm. is how you do your coordinator, Joe. You say, okay, you sit mm-hmm. Lamar down, and then you break out a big photo album of a bunch of mm-hmm. pictures and resumes of potential <laughs> offensive coordinators, and you have their little okay. rap sheet on there like he's at a police station. Okay. And, you're, and you just <laughs> okay. do a photo op. You, you say, Lamar, tell us when you see a good one. Tell us when you see what this offensive coordinator resume and style is. And when you see it, just point your finger, and I will wave a magic wand, and he's yours if he'll come. Wow. I think you've okay. got to build it all around the quarterback if you get Lamar. Then mm-hmm. retaining, uh, going back to draft choices, it's like, like your last caller. Who cares? Because whatever it takes to get the guy, because now you've got an identity. We haven't had uh-huh. an identity, and we got to get past the fear of injury, even though that's a that's a reasonable concern because mm-hmm. we don't we ran out of options as a team as an organization. So we got to do like mm-hmm. what the Mets did to get rid of the the, the Wilpon mindset of the cheapskate. Mm-hmm. Woody's not a cheapskate, but you get rid of that whole concept, and then you get this you got to Woody's got to get like the the New York Met guy, and just go yeah. bananas and say, okay, I don't care about money, I want to. Mm-hmm. redeem this organization, get rid of the same old jet crap, get a legitimate quarterback, and then build around it. I don't even care about the defense. Keep keep your cornerbacks. They're awesome. Mm-hmm. Who cares about the linebackers? See you later, Mr. Mosley. Thank you. Good job. Great man. But it's time to cut ways. Keep Quentin whatever you can. Keep that man. He's okay. awesome. If you can. Well, and then after here, that, who cares, about the who cares about the D? Who cares about the D? You know why, Joe? Let me just say this quick yeah. about the D. We Go didn't ahead. get any turnovers, Joe. As good as they were, yeah. we got to get turnovers. And and I hear that, but at gotta the same time, turnovers. that defense kept that that defense kept us in games all yep. year long. Had it not yep. been for that defense, we would have got blown out game after game after game. Right. So I understand what people say. We didn't get as many turnovers as they hoped this season. But when that defense was holding teams to just field goals or – often getting us three and outs, that was getting the offense back, right? We can think of so many games this year that were in reach and we couldn't get it done because of the offense. Those two Patriots games, all of those games down the stretch, even the Jaguars games was still in reach at certain points in the game, but our offense couldn't produce the Lions games, all that stuff, right? But going back to this quarterback situation, it's an interesting point that you bring up. Others have said the same thing. Get Get the quarterback, bring the coordinator in after you get the quarterback. Allow him to select the coordinator, which... Okay, if that's the mindset, right? But the question is, you don't want you don't want any more conflict, to, Joe. You got to get an identity. Yeah, but, you can't but bring in some guy is, that's going to fight with a Lamar. And I, and or I hear like that. that I hear that, David. 
But the question then comes, okay, what if Lamar decides to select a coordinator that doesn't fit the, the guys that we currently have? Because, yeah, Lamar bringing him in is amazing. But what about Elijah Moore? What about Garrett Wilson? What about all these other weapons that we have that may not fit a certain offensive coordinator scheme? What do you do well, then, then when he wants well, an offensive you coordinator know that you can't, do? You know can't what you do? for Elijah Moore or Garrett Wilson? What do you do? Well, I got the answer. Woody Johnson walks down, mm-hmm. and maybe you bring the GM with you if you feel like it, and you say, Mr. Jackson, what's the problem here? Well, you know, you know, sir, Mr. Johnson, well, let's deal with this right away. And then you just get in the grill at an offensive corner and say, listen, if you don't do it Mr. Jackson's way, you can hit the road. You got to get past. You got to get past these coaches. You got to get past Salah. He's clueless. I like him. He's a good man. I want Salah as my coach, but he's not. He's not the cure. He 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 can come along on the ride with the rest of the fans. What mm-hmm. they need is a quarterback that's going to like put the whole world on his shoulders and say, "I got you." Then you build okay. around that. That's why I'm willing to sacrifice my day, Joe. Because if you get the quarterback, you got the receivers. You got the running back coming back. You got a potential O line developing strong again. You're a juggernaut potentially. You're you're mm-hmm. looking like the Buffalo Bills all of a sudden. And yeah. then you got your good cornerbacks on the D. You got some solid. You got a solid D. I think if they do what I just said, and I know it could, it's fantasy, easy to talk it, but if they were to pull mm-hmm. that off, get Lamar Jackson. I don't care what it takes. One, two, three. How many you want? Three three first rounders, and then you open okay. up the photo book. And you say, pick your coordinator. What what schemes do you like? This guy likes to do this. Are you comfortable with that style? Yeah, I like him. Put your finger on that picture. You make the phone call. You got to get fluidity. You got to get harmony. We got to get a we got to get an ID, Joe. We're too confused mm-hmm. and unstable no, as an organization. Yeah, listen, and I hear you, David, and you make some great points. I'm just right. a little concerned, but at the same time, you could look at the situation. You brought up a great point. I would look at an offensive coordinator and I would say, listen, if Lamar Jackson wants you in here, you have, you know, again, that, that would have to be signed off by Joe Douglas and those guys. They must think, hey, he's got some type of offensive mind. This guy should be able to scheme open the weapons that we currently have. So a guy like Elijah Moore should be utilized better. Again, Garrett Wilson, all these things should be a step up. But I hear you. And there's a lot of people going back and forth with that. But listen, David, I got to slide off. Right. I want to thank you all for right. calling in. It's been phenomenal to speak with you. have yourself a good one, man. All right. All right. Listen, we're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. is the number. Call in. Next, we're going to my guy, Nico. Nico, we're coming directly to you. 917, other callers as well. Hold on. We'll get to you. Get to the end of the show quickly. Nico, give me your thoughts, man. A lot of people don't want Lamar Jackson. Do you agree with that? Do you want Derek Carr? Who's the, who's the Jets quarterback? Who's the quarterback that you want to see the Jets end up with? Uh, salute, my brother. Salute. Salute. Man. So, let let me, I, you know, people don't want Lamar because he's, uh, you know, he's getting injured too much. But then people also want the uh, the quarterback for the Forty ers But doesn't he get? Isn't he actually Garoppolo? Yeah. So I mean, yeah. yeah so I'm not understanding. You don't want Lamar, <laughs> but you want Garoppolo. I, I'm not getting that. And they mm-hmm. don't want Carr, but Carr's been throwing for over 4,000 yards this season. 4, I mean, you, you, you think about it. If you put, if you put him here throwing 4,000 yards a season, how many games do we even go up? We ain't at 7-10. and 10. You know, we at like 11-3. and 3. Come on, really? Are you Nico, people like not even... seeing that? 
Nico, I can't even think of – I don't think we've ever had a 4,000-yard passer here. I can't even remember <laughs> if we had. I don't think we've ever had that. Unbelievable. I, I, I don't. And let me tell you something. But, I've been a big Derek uh, Carr advocate. I've, I've talked about it. I'm going to give you your time. But I've talked about it constantly about, hey, bringing that guy in here really – and I've gotten pushed back left and right. I don't like him, Joe. Oh, he doesn't play good in cold weather. It gets pretty cold in Oakland, right? Oh, he doesn't do this. He's oh, not Lord. this. He's not that. Dude, he's a top he, – he's just a scrub. He's average. He's a top 15 quarterback that is, it, it was in a franchise that's full of confusion, full of dysfunction, right? Drafts – they've blown out drafts. He's still been able to produce. Lack of offensive weapons. Yes, they got him Adams, but this is the first year with Adams. Waller only played eight games. That defense has been so bad with the Raiders for years. I think they've been ranked as pretty much as high as 25th since the time he's got there. There have been so many issues with that team, and he's still produced. And it's like, yeah, we don't want Derek Carr either. So it's like, well, damn, who do you want? <laughs> you don't want Lamar Jackson. You don't want Derek Carr. I mean, people turn their nose up at Aaron Rodgers, too. They don't want to pay him. It's like, well, where do we go? Give me your thoughts, Nico. They want the quarterback that's going to go out there on crutches and say and call plays and try to do, run around with the crutches. That's what they want. I mean, okay, Lamar Jackson got hurt. His first, his first time he got hurt, he got hurt in the pocket. So it wasn't running. He wasn't moving. And then the second time he got hurt, he was avoiding attack. I mean, come on, man. Come on. Hey, look. I'm all in for Lamar. If we don't get Lamar, I'm all in for Carr. But it's got to be one of those two. It's it's gotta yeah. be. Mm-hmm. Some people are just. I, I hear the people. I'm like, are you serious? Are you delusional? Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. Oh, he uh, that car's not that great. He can't play in the cold. People adjust. People adjust. <laughs> He's been playing for years. People adjust. Come on. People, yeah. what are you yeah. talking about? Oh, God, listen, give me some of that Nico. stuff you sniffing. So I, give me some of that stuff you sniffing, because I want some too. If you talking like that, let me talk like that for a minute. Give me some. Listen, listen, I, I respect everybody's take. This is Nico. He's going off, and he has the right to feel how he feels. Now, Nico, we've been talking and having discussions about Lamar Jackson. You talked about you liked him as well. Now, when you look at the yeah. situation, right, with Lamar, what is the most that you're willing to give up for him? I've talked about it. Three first-round picks, probably a low, maybe a third, something like that, $50 million per for five years. Are you willing to give that up? I'm like your, your two callers ago. He said give him a first, three first, a six, Zach Wilson, and I'll even throw a trailer load of potato chips to go with it. Take him. <laughs> Take him. I'll pay for his plane ticket to go out there. Take him. <laughs> Take him. He needs a hotel room. I'll pay for that too. Take him. Yeah. Listen. Take him. Listen, Nico. And I agree. I, I agree with the other callers. With you know, yeah. let bringing in the offensive coordinator. I, I like Kubiak and I like um, Bevel. I mean, those two right yeah. there. Like you think you're saying, we need somebody with experience. I think that's uh-huh. exactly what we need. Like like the other guy said, yeah. just needed identity. If you bring in the right mm-hmm. coordinator, the one that knows what he's doing. Knows how to yeah. adjust, knows how mm-hmm. to call the plays correctly. Like the other guy, the other caller said, they didn't use the tight ends. I thought we had. I, I swear, when we got the two tight ends, I thought we were like the Patriots when they had Hernandez and um, what's the other guy's name? Hernandez. Uh-oh. When they had Hernandez, and Hernandez and the other Hernandez guy and Gronk. And Gronk. And, and they, right, yeah. I thought we, oh man, we got two good receivers, we got two good tight ends, 
And then we got a good running back. Oh, man, we're going to run the table. But well, once again, uh, where, where are we hurting at? That quarterback position. Yeah. Yeah. Quarterback. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, bring, bring in the coordinator, sit them all in the room, yeah. and say, mm-hmm. and, and say, here's the game plan. Can we all can we all get along to do this? Now you were saying, well, what if the uh, the receivers don't get along? Hey man, wait a minute. When, when receivers first come into the league, they get a playbook. Mm-hmm. That's it. Learn it. Learn it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they learn it. it. There's nothing else to say. Learn it. Here's the playbook. Learn it. Yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. fit your Listen, skill Nico. set in, but learn it. Yeah. You talking absolute facts. Listen, Nico, I got to slide off. I want to thank you for calling in. You have yourself a good one, my friend. It's always phenomenal speaking with you. We're going to keep getting to these callers. We're getting a little short on time, so I want to hear everyone's takes quickly. Next, we're going to my guy, BK. BK, we're coming directly to you. Uh, Andrew, we'll come to you in a second. Other callers. Salutes to you, BK. For those of you that don't know, BK, that boy's a savage, man. BK, salute, What's going man. on, Give man? Give me your thoughts. People don't want Lamar Jackson, man. How are you feeling about it? Listen, I'm going to echo all the callers that was before me, the last guy that got before that. Yeah, I definitely want Lamar Jackson. You know, I mean, it's a, this is an easy decision. I mean, um, he's top on the list, man. I mean, for obvious reasons. You know, I went to the first game when they played the Jets, uh, the, when he played. I mean, I was amazed at his ability. I mean, I've been watching for years, but to see him live, mm-hmm. man, this guy is he's, he's special, man. He is. Yeah. No, he is, man. So when you look at this coordinator situation, right, is there a guy that you're mm-hmm. looking at that the Jets haven't brought in or are you – you know, good with some of the guys that they have. Who's the guy you want to see the Jets select? Well, you know, I've been looking at a few things. Of course, you know about Gary Kubiak. And I like Gary Kubiak because he has a history, you know what I'm saying? And he understands the game, and he's, he's a seasoned veteran, will command respect from all the players right away. Um, and he knows how to use that that, that blocking scheme, where his zone blocking scheme mm-hmm. would be good for running the football for um, for, uh, for uh, uh, Brees Hall. So I would yeah. I would say he's he's the guy. Now again, this mm-hmm. all will come back to the quarterback play. We know this, but um, mm-hmm. I would say if they can get him in there, um, I mean, there's other guys that are there. But man, it's, it's really come back to the quarterback. But, I, but he's like high on the list if they can get him. If you if you actually if he wants to coach, because yeah, yeah, that's fact. He's, he's been out of football for a little bit, but he's a guy mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. interested in as well. But we'll see yes, what sir. happens going forward. But listen, BK, I got to slide off. I got other callers. I want to thank you for calling in. You have yourself a good one, my friend. You too as well, man. Peace. All right. We're going to keep getting to these lines, 515-602. Time's coming short. 9639 is the number. Time's coming short. We're going to speed through the rest of these calls. we got some takes and late calls coming in. Andrew, salutes to my guy, Andrew. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Coming directly to you. Andrew, a lot of people do not want Lamar Jackson. Are you on that boat? Nah, bro. <clears throat> Compared to what we have, that I would take Lamar all day. I, I would send him for a, a pencil clip. He he can go. I'll pay for his ticket. I'll pay for his hotel. I'll pay for his food. Someone he can just go. I'll take anyone. I'll take I'll take a retired Mike Vick over Zach. <laughs> that has to go. Andrew showed up to the Ravens. What tonight. more oh. do you want from me? You can take it all. <laughs> I'll take. What else I'll do take you want? Anyone over? I'll keep Joe Flacco in there over over Zach. Wow. Okay. okay. Well, 
I hear what you're saying. Now, my final question for you, we talked about Lamar Jackson. If the Jets do miss out on Lamar, do you think Derek Carr is a guy that could be a great second option in your opinion? He's my first option because I don't know if the Jets are going to end up with Lamar, but I like Derek Carr a lot. What are your thoughts about him quickly? I think we shouldn't. I, I don't think we should get him. I think if we don't get Lamar, I think we should start looking into Mike White. I've seen Mike White, the wow. way he shows okay. from his team about how good mm-hmm. he can perform, not injured. I feel like we should, if we can't get Lamar, we should buckle down with Mike White and invest into mm-hmm. him. He looked promising. He he is mm-hmm. a secondary quarterback, but he looked promising. He outperformed Zach Wilson for the two years over mm-hmm. three games. I, mm-hmm. I feel like if we can't get Lamar, we should stick with Mike White and build around him on what capital we have left about the draft pick, save mm-hmm. him, and build around him because he showed us that he can play a game and can win us games. Okay. Okay. Listen, Andrew, I got to slide off. I want to thank you for calling in. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, my friend. Next, we're going to my guy, Chris. Chris, we're coming directly to you. Quickly, I want you to give me some takes, man. Listen, Chris, a lot of people don't want Lamar Jackson. We've been going back and forth. Give me your thoughts about that situation. Would you take Lamar? Are you willing to give up three first-round picks and $50 million per to make Lamar Jackson a Jet? Interesting question. Uh, uh... Well, uh, Lamar Jackson with no offensive line, uh, um, you know, no really running back. If he could be tall, stays healthy for a whole season. It depends on what you put around him. I would like him, no, no question. But it depends on what you can mm-hmm. put around, what you can put around uh, uh, Lamar Jackson. If you can't put anything, then you can't get him. You have to have a, well, a team around him. You got to have something yeah. around. Him. Well. I- I mean, we've got stuff that can put around him, right? We get Beckham back healthy. We get yeah. ATD back healthy. You can. Uh, oh, there's man. other picks that we have as well. You know, mid rounds where you can bring guys in, and we can help them yeah. out. But you know, again, with Lamar Jackson, I talked about this earlier. Great quarterback play often hides deficiencies, but, right? So his ability Joe, to move Joe, can help us is... getting the ball out of his hands quickly. Go ahead, I'll give you the final word. But real, but real quick, but real quick. But you look at Daniel Jones. I'm not saying Zach Wilson would be a good quarterback. But if you looked at Daniel mm-hmm. Jones three years ago, you said this guy is horrible, and he turned mm-hmm. it around. Mm-hmm. So can Dak turn it around? And he might be able to, but, new offense, but here's, here's offensive the coordinator can he turn around because he was horrible. Well, he might all offensive coordinators, and he had the right guy. Yeah, but here's the, here's the biggest issue, or here's the, here's the thing with Zach Wilson. And I understand Daniel Jones has some up and down years, but they were able to, you know, get the weapons and pieces back. There is no excuse for Zach to be bad in the system. None. Daniel Jones at his worst did right. not look as bad as Zach Wilson at his worst. Right? This guy's missing screen passes. He's throwing the ball over guys' heads that are wide open. There's no excuse for him to be bad here. The entire offense was upgraded from the line to the weapons to everything. Sam Darnold, who we ran out of here, right, and whatever is yeah. whatever with him. Yeah. He never had the chance that Zach Wilson had. Never had the coordinators, never right. had the coaches, Absolutely. never you're had right the nothing. Yeah, you're right. So it's like, you know, right. look, maybe Zach can turn it around. I'm not closing the door on him, Chris, but it is what it is there. But, listen, i got to slide off, Chris. I want to thank, thank you. you for calling in. We're short on time. We're going to keep getting to these lines. My final caller is going to be Steve. Steve, I guess, is awake now. Steve salutes to you quickly. You're back. Get your hand in the air. 
salutes to you, Steve, hey, yo, quickly, man. Well, you were hey, yo, snoring well, the last off, time we, we tried yo, to get to yo, you. First off, first off, I wasn't asleep. Thank you very much, number one. You weren't? We, uh, no, we all heard you snoring. Steve, we all heard you. This show is recorded. You know that, right? It's recorded. Oh, yeah, I know that. Savages, did y'all hear him snoring? You were on the line for a long time, Steve. Gone. You need a CPAP. You know what I'm saying? That's first. And get you a good waterbed. See, a good waterbed, man, whew, will put you away. You know what I'm saying? I bet you your pillow's nice, soft, and comfy. You've probably been working hard. I don't knock you. But, you know, the people yeah, probably, heard it, I heard yeah, it probably, as well. But, but give me your thoughts but really anyway, quick Joe, on Lamar you Jackson. Me on your show tonight. Yeah, give me your thoughts about Lamar Jackson, man, really quickly. No, here, here is the thing. I, I'll be, I know you, got, you have to make this close because it is the end of your show. You know, listen, mm-hmm. I do think the Jets should go out and go out and get a veteran quarterback like Lamar Jackson. I mean, listen, Woody Johnson said at his end-of-the-year press conference that he is all in and out to getting uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, uh, I mean, not getting Lamar Jackson, but all in and out getting a quarterback and maybe competing, you know, with Zach. Because the thing is, and the thing is, going back to the offensive coordinator, listen, the thing that, that, that is hire someone that isn't an experienced offensive coordinator. Like, we need to get someone that is experienced. Like, someone who's never been least experienced with the job before, we need to get an experienced offensive coordinator, whoever it is. And mm-hmm. one guy that I know uh, I, I do like is, I do like, uh, what was his name? Todd Munkin, I do like him. Todd Munkin, And yeah. another mm-hmm. one that I like, too, was the guy who was Detroit's offensive coordinator. But obviously there was just a report that just came out that he is staying put in Detroit. But, you know, hopefully, yeah. you know, Robert Sala will get, will get the right one. Yeah, I hope he will as well. Listen, Steve, i got to let you go because we're short on time. Steve's going to come in here and say he wasn't sleeping. <laughs> heard you snoring he came in here with some good takes though i will give him that he had some solid takes once he was up you know what i'm saying and awake you know what i mean but come on we heard you snoring the savages heard you now i gotta close up the show i'm getting very short on time listen i am the man of the people i'm here for the people let me shamelessly promote my facebook page everyone go on facebook search the long beach joe show like that page my content's up there go ahead and give it a listen message me i'll message you right back i love going back and forth with you folks about this football team also leave me some feedback i love thinking about what you folks think i do here on the Long Beach Joe Show, okay? I'm also on Twitter as well, okay, at YoungJ000, again, at YoungJ000, at the Long Beach Joe as well, okay? Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. Me. No issues. I'm the troll that lives under the bridge at all times with my Vera Tucker jersey on, all right? At all times. He'll be back, dominating, fight on. So come on by again at the Long Beach Joe. You can also catch me live shows, okay, on YouTube. Come on over to YouTube, all right. Type in Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube, all right. That brings up the show. Go ahead and subscribe. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. Or if you want to troll me, get in those comments. You can go back and forth as well. And as always, people, when you see me in person, because you will, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone. Free hugs for everyone. It costs you absolutely nothing. I want to thank you folks for taking the time of your day to listen, call in, and just interact with your boy in the chat as well. Some of y'all even sleep. Come on, wake up. So you folks have a good one. It's always great talking to everyone. See you folks on the next show. Peace.